The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Virgin Radio. 
coming up later on, we'll be listening to Matthew Sweet. <laughs> Some jokes there for, uh, for for real music fans. Good evening, Alan. Good evening, Ian. Good evening, Alan. I'm looking forward to tonight's show. Why? Because you've got Dennis from Dr. Hooker. Dennis LeCourier will be joining us at midnight. And don't tell him, uh, Alan, but what we're going to do is we're going to have him on just after midnight. I'm going to ask him one question, and then me and Kath are going to sneak off and go home early. Because it will take him the whole hour to uh, to uh, work towards answering that question. I, we won't be needed after that. We love Dennis, who is uh, an absolute legend and always, always welcome on the show. Well, God, I do for that one question. Oh, yeah, go on, go on. What inspired you to write a little bit more? I didn't. No, but the question for Dennis. Oh, I don't think he wrote it, did he? Well, it was a Dr. Hook song. Well, I know he sang it, but I don't think he wrote it. Well, oh, right, because uh, it was covered by 911. Do you know what that song's about, Alan? Sexual relations? It is about sexual relations, but it's about um, a couple that have had like, a very fast... Uh, well, I don't know if it's fast. They've had a very powerful and exhausting sex, and they are lying flat out on the floor, and um, she's thinking, God, that was incredible. I, can, I bet he do can't do that again. And then he gets, uh, uh, he goes in for a, for a second helping. For an encore. For an encore. That's what that song is about. It's about a couple having sex twice. Well, when I first heard it, I didn't understand the lyrics, but thank you for explaining it. Well, when I first heard you, I didn't understand your lyrics, but thank you for... Ex- uh, here's, here's the thing that, that I really should... Thank you, Alan. Here's what we need to um, uh, uh, get a little bit stricter on. Um, Catherine. Yeah. Um, if I presented you with the words to a song, what? how else could you refer to them? Lyrics. Incorrect answer. It's the lyric... It's singular. If you've got the words to a song, they are the lyric. They are not the lyrics, they are the lyric. Yeah, but there's a lot of things that are correctly said yes. in a certain way, but make you sound like a pudding if you do it. Well, uh, a Moog synthesizer being one of them. Octopi. Uh, there we go. Um, but I am I think we need to come down hard on those people that say lyrics when they mean lyric. Because if... Here's the thing, right? If we let our pendantry slip on the lyrics lyric um farage then um for god's sakes we're all going to be shooting up heroin and having um unprotected sex and and fathering and mothering multiples of children that's the next logical step uh in my head so the campaign starts here speaking of campaigns by the way um i want us to do an experiment i've been meaning to do this for the last few nights and i keep forgetting to so i'm going to write it down okay so words okay words Mm mm-hmm and throughout history, we've had words that mean something is good. When I was a kid, uh, uh, if something was, was good, we would say it was it was cool or it was wicked. Ace. Ace. Skill. Skill. Um, then we had things like bad and sick. Um, and now my boys, um, well, they they've well, the, the word that's going around is epic. Oh. Everything is epic. But now there's there's little variations. Um, so about a year ago. My eldest experienced something that was actually better than epic, but he had no, he, he didn't have the, the language, the vocabulary to say it was better than epic. So what he did was he said, this is epic coa. Oh. No, first, like, yeah, I've jumped the gun. First of all, he said, this is epico. 
I said, Epico, that's interesting. What's that? He said, it's one better than Epic. And then a few weeks later, there was something that was even better than that. He said, this is Epicoa. <gasps> and that was one better than Epicoa, which is one better than Epic. So what I want us to do, it, it, and and I, I, I want to try and, can we come up with a word? I, what, what I want to do is see if we can influence um, the language mm-hmm. uh, a little bit in this, in the world, throughout the world. And, um, it won't happen instantly, but if we can come up with a word tonight that means brilliant, fab, cool, w- wicked, sick, mean, that means good, okay, then the most basic, if we can come up with a word that means something is good, right, and then we just start using it on the show, if I go on and do, um, uh, if, if, if I ever got back on TV again, right, um, I just, in the, if I did like a, if I was on this morning reviewing the papers, I'd just drop it in just once. Just once. I've got, got, imagine it was Epicoa. I've got a story here and I think this is Epicoa. Um, it's about to, and you just drop it in so that you don't make a big thing of it. So Philip Schofield doesn't go, sorry, what did you say? He just kind of nods, right? And it, and it just gets in the land. And then if I say it on this morning, there might be one person watching who goes, who just, it just lodges in their head. And then they use it in the post office. I mean, the optimum would be that Philip Schofield hears it and goes, right, I'm a bit embarrassed that I'm not cool enough to know what this means, but yeah. I'm having that. But this is the thing. It, it, it would be a nice, subtle, um, kind of spreading. It'd be like a, a, a little bit of uh, a little seed floating around and it gets pollinated somewhere. So I would use it. You'd use it. I'd use it with the kids. Um, and, and you, dear listener, you would use it in the workplace. And you don't make a big thing of it. You just, God, did you see that? <laughs> I'm so tired, right? And I'm trying to think of something cool to say that you could refer to. And the, the thing that was coming up in my head was, did you see that Clint Eastwood film on telly last night? <laughs> <laughs> so that's going to be a cool thing. It was so... Duh, 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 duh. And, and, and so what we need... And it can't be... And I've said things like wicked, sick and bad. It doesn't necessarily need to be, you know, that kind of reverse thing where we, 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 we have a negative word, but actually it means something positive. But we just need a word that is, is already in existence that we can use instead of, oh, man, that is wicked. And, you know, so, oh, man, that is dot, dot, dot. So we just need a word. So tonight, I would um, uh, I would love it if you could phone in 0344 499 If you could text in 87222, start your text with the word talk. You've got to pay for that. Um, uh, you can tweet me as well, at Ian Lee. We want a word, and we've all got that. Well, subtly done there. You've opened a cherry coke. I'll explain how I got that cherry coke in a bit. Um, we want a word that is not too ridiculous, that is believable, that is realistic, that that we can um, just throw out there that people can start using to mean something that is really, really good. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the phone number. Catherine opened there a cherry coke, not mm. her usual drink of choice. I'll tell you what happened. Now that uh, after eighteen months of being here, I've discovered there is um, uh, a vending machine upstairs. And uh, this vending machine is very naughty because it it takes um, contactless, so you can just go up there and buy. I've got no change. I've got contactless. Boosh, 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 boosh. So I, 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 I've been. I'll be honest, guys. I'm uh, feeling absolutely lousy today. My head is telling me all kinds of horrible things. So I, I thought I stuff it. I'm going to go and eat. I'm going to go buy some crisps and some chocolate. And I thought, well, I'll buy Catherine some crisps and some chocolate as well. So we'll have two packets of crisps, two bars of chocolate. And I went up there. And the first thing I wanted was the spicy Doritos. 
like the spicy Doritos. So I swiped the card and I typed in the number for spicy Doritos. I believe it's 27. And then the thing happened to me that I don't think has ever happened to me before. It half came out and then it got stuck against the glass. It's always happening up there to me. It's never happened to me in my life, I don't think. It's it's like, oh, bloody hell. And I sort of hit the machine and it was stuck. I thought, this is never... Uh, And then I saw, ah, above it, because it was kind of precarious. Above it, there was other Doritos. I thought, I'll get Cass some plain Doritos, right? And they'll come out and they'll fall on that and they'll knock it down. This would be easy. So I did that. And then, the, but the plain Doritos came out. And instead of knocking the spicy Doritos, um, other crisps are available, but they're just not as tasty. <laughs> um, instead of knocking them down, it got stuck on top of it. God, this is starting to sound like tipping point. This was awful. So I thought, bollocks to this. I'm going to do that thing that you're not supposed to do because um here's the thing have i got this right more people die in america from vending machines falling on them than they do from terrorism i think i've got that right i th- i'm pretty oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the phone number i think i've got that right that more people in america you you, you see pictures on the vending machine don't tilt because but they fall on people and kill them in america i think more people die from vending she- machines in america than they do from terrorism gosh well when was the last time america had um a, I, i'm talking about a terrorist attack mm-hmm. not not uh, and we, we all right we, then we get into i was going to say not a nut job in the school but then we get into well what do you class as terrorism mm, i don't know it's, a, you know, it's, a, it's we're going down a bit of a bit of a dead end there i don't mean dead i don't mean that in that sense either but um i thought bollocks this i'm i'm getting this and I, and luckily there's no camera up there so what i did was i kicked it and I smacked it, and I shook it. I shook it from the side, not from the front. I shook it. And, um, lo and behold, my, my crisps fell out. Both packets of crisps fell down. But, bonus, a can of sugar-free Coke and a bottle of cherry Coke fell out. I thought, this, well, this is, this is, uh, this is karma. This is, this is karma against the machine and for me. So we had, um, we had, and then, because I'm trying to lose weight, and I've eat, all I've done is eaten cakes and crap today um so i poured a quarter of the coke away and i thought well I, I, that's I the universe rebalance there we go you see so um so what have we got so far um uh fights you here we go fights you've had with machinery um be it vending machines be it cars be it cassette recorders be it um whatever fights you've had with machinery and um can we come up with a new word julian glasgow hasn't got it because she's uh, texted the word amazeballs well that's already there we want a word like um chair oh man that is so ah have you seen this story it's so chair i've got one yeah donk no 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 why because it sounds a bit like bonk so it's got a sexual connotation i don't like it i don't like it um, and it reminds me of the film Gonks Go Beat. I don't know if anyone's ever seen that film. God, flipper, that was a that was a tedious night that was. So no, but well done for trying, and I'm certainly not... better than Julie's mm. um, effort. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, I'm Ian Lee. She's Catherine Boyle. The show is the late night alternative, and you're listening to Talk Radio. No rules nocturnal nattering for nightbirds, nurses, and Nosferatu. <laughs> ah, right, cool. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. 
344-499-1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. You're more than welcome to Sam. Can you call that person back, please? Because uh, I'd rather speak to them. Um, so we're looking for a new word that we can use instead of wicked or, or sick or bad or that, that we're all going to agree on. We'll agree on it, but before the end of the show, and I'll tweet it um, so we all know it, and we start dropping that into casual conversation. People are starting to get it on on uh, Twitter. Some of these are rubbish, like this one but from Julie. Vansk, that's rubbish. Um, PDT says Betamax. I like it, but it's a bit... Mm. Traffic, I like that. Traffic. Oh, that was traffic. It's a bit like traffic, though. Yeah, it is yeah. a bit, isn't it? Uh, Billy's got a good one. Biff. Yeah, that isn't was that already di- a thing? Biff, is it? All right. I don't know. In, in I don't know. it's gone. I don't know. Skitty, says Tony. And Lane says Choss, but... Uh, Choss. That <laughs> sounds awful. Doesn't it? As I think you can get cream for that. <laughs> good evening, Darren. Two seconds. I'll take a lap off lunch. Are you here, then? Sorry, what? Because your phone keeps cutting out. What? Two seconds. Bear with us, please. Bear, what are you doing? I'm trying to take the speaker off, that's it. Why would you, ha- why would you be so rude as to, to have it on speaker at any because point of any I conversation? Ian, Ian, I was playing a video game as we spoke. Oh, what video game were you playing, buddy? I'm actually playing Pure Pool on the PlayStation 4. It's brilliant. Pure Pony? Pure Pool. 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 Pool, pool, pool. and snooker, yeah. Pool. Pool. Well, <laughs> I used to like um, Jimmy White's 147 on um, on the I've uh, got, Spectrum. I've got 100 Bri- oh, no, sorry, I'd tell her that. It was Steve Davis Snuggar on the uh, Spectrum. Yeah, all right. Yeah, oh, I've got 100 on it. Yeah, yeah. Bri- I used yeah. to love those snooker games on the, uh, the old computers. That's the only game I played on, to be fair. Like. Is this any good, this pool? Oh, I love it. I'm, I'm uh, in the top 100 out of 80,000 people. <laughs> Fair play. I don't mean this sarcastically. That is brilliant. I've always, whenever I, I play games that have, um, whenever I play games of online rankings, I'm always like forty six thousandth. Me too. Uh, I never get a game. But that's brilliant. I tell you what kind of games I like, right? Mm. And I mm. and I haven't played one for ages. I like mm. a really good golf game on the on the Xbox. Uh, I'm exactly Tiger the same Woods I PGA. I, I love it. Got changed over all the time. Yeah. Um, the genre and it, t- Tiger wasn't allowed to be sponsored. Uh, he was a shagger, wasn't he? Well, can you remember PGA Tour on the um, what was it? The uh, Wolf Console was it? That was the very first game. Yep. PGA Tour golf. Yeah, yeah, that was class. Love it. I, I love it. I hate sports, one, but, but I love I love FIFA and I love a little bit of golf on the X. I've never played FIFA, but I have played. You I like what? anything like that where you have to aim, pull back, mm. and like judge your power and all that kind I of stuff. Thought, Hand, hand, like coordination games. Right. Um, Catholic, um, I don't like the FIFA games. I can't stand them. I've just paid sixty quid for my son tonight. Like reluctantly to get the FIFA eighteen tonight because it gets released. Why are you? Hang on. Why, what, since when did a video game cost sixty quid? Uh, exactly on Xbox. No, mate. You, you must be buying like a deluxe edition. No, but what's happened is he's, he's loaded those three um, sort of vouchers in tonight, right? Yeah, and he's flipping. Uh, he gets a little sort of demo tonight, and then he gets the game one day early. But I don't know. I don't even go on. So he's paid like, sixty. No, video games are forty-five, and I mean that's no, expensive yeah. enough. When we were driving down to the supermarket, um, I says, "All right, how much?" He went, oh, "Dad, I don't know." Then he googled it. He went, "Dad, it's sixty pound." And that, I went, "Are you sure, son?" And yeah, here's my thinking, right? And we'll, we'll go off mm-hmm. the games a bit because not everyone digs it. Here's my thinking with no, the FIFA know. football games, right? Mm-hmm. When so, what is it? FIFA eighteen now. Yeah. Yeah. When FIFA 18 comes out, you buy FIFA 17. 
That's what you do. Yeah, exactly. That's what you do. Because because here's the thing, right? There will still be as many people playing FIFA 17 tomorrow as Very there were cool. two days ago. Because not Very everyone cool. is going. Not everyone is a mug that's going to fork out sixty quid. Mm, and then when oh, FIFA cool. 19 comes out, you buy FIFA 18 for about a tenner. If you want to get, if you, I swear to God, if you go into one of sex or one of those secondhand oh, shops now and buy FIFA 15, you can get it. And this is no word of a lie. Twenty five pence. Because oh, no one wants really? it, but they're all still playing it. That's it, mate. Um, but he's 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 so blind it would cost that, like, and I've seen the tokens it costs to sort of load it in. He has totally box, seen like, you come in oh, and ripped yeah. you off, Darren. Mate, he doesn't ask for much, you know. He, he asked for sixty quid stand. for a bloody poxy game that, in oh, eleven yeah. months' time, is going to be worth a fiver. <laughs> I know. He, it was. And also, you're a muppet. Is he downloading it and not getting the disc? Uh, that broke my heart. Yeah, mate. Like, so, hang on a second. When he right, when he gets bored of it, how is he going to trade it in? This is the great in, con. In, in, Shut in, up! In, I'm in, talking, Darren, for Christ's sakes! That's the fourth time you've spoken when one of us is speaking, and I've bit my tongue out of manners, but shut up, man! Okay, don't take me here off. Okay, sorry. Jesus! No manners from these callers! So here's the thing, right? This is the great con Ooh. of all video games now, is that they want you to download them instead of buying the discs. You can't take downloads into the shop to trade them in. You're stuck with that forever now. I know. Hey, I don't ever... If I get a game, I buy a disc. Don't teach your son bad habits. I'm not teaching him nothing. He's up there just getting the game that he wants. Yeah, I reckon, I reckon the game costs forty. I reckon the game costs forty quid, and the other the twenty twenty quid has gone on an eight. <laughs> no, I went. In, I went into the well-known supermarket with him. Well, hmm. um, anyway, yes, it was fight with a machine. It wasn't such a fight with a machine, but we went out on a, on a good fight a years ago with more kids, right? Yes, and they went on this. It, it was like a carousel sort of rocket thing with the um, hydraulic piston on, so it didn't spin over if you like when it went round. Huh? In no word of a lie, right? I, I get on it, right? And my mates went front behind. And the it was like final... What was it? Final Destination? Yes. This was, honestly, the pin came out and the hydraulic piston dropped on my rocket. And it started to move. So I was going round and shouting, Stop the ride! And it was they, a ride at a fairground? Yeah, man. I did Oh, I it, okay. Oh, you, it was unbelievable. It's the most scared I've ever been. I'd done the whole ride, and I couldn't get them to stop the time the pin had fallen out. Oh, they love scream if you want to go faster. Yeah, well, Ian, I didn't want to go that fast. Here's the thing. Why would anyone want to go on a um, a, a fairground ride that has been put up at night time by <laughs> um, uh, people who I wouldn't trust to look at my washing machine? Do you know what I mean? And I, I, like, I, like fair, I like fair folk, apart from the ones that kicked my face in when I was 15. But really, <laughs> that, that, <laughs> c- c- that, would you, would you want to go on a ride that's been put up in the dark? I don't think so. Well, I did. Well, thank you very much indeed for that, Darren. Um, if we can get um, every... Um, the fair always comes every year to whatever town you're in, right? I think every fair um, that, 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 that is visited, there's, there, there's always this story that uh, a few years ago a baby died on one of the rides. Did you have that about your fair? Mm, there's always rumours. There was a story about our, my fair um when i used to live in slough and they said yeah yeah a few years ago a baby died on one of those rides and you go flipping it wow and that legend will get passed on and passed on and passed on and then as i got older i thought 
Well, what was a baby doing on a dive bomber? <laughs> exactly. You wouldn't have a baby on a dive bomber, would you? You wouldn't have that. And then I think I might have mentioned it on the radio once, and loads of people phoned in and said, no, 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 you, well, it's not a baby died at our fair. Did a baby die at your fair? 0344-499-1000. Good evening, Jonathan. Hello. Hello, Jonathan. I've got a word for you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah go on. Metic. Sorry? Metic. M-E-T-I-C? Yeah. Metic. Oh, um, go on, put it, use it in context. Uh, the new Metroid game is Metic. Yeah, Metic could work. Metic, all right, it's, uh, uh, that's the first one I've written down, Jonathan. Right. Can you believe these idiots that buy downloads of games instead of getting the discs? Uh, Stan Lee said something about that. Oh, what did Stan Lee, what did the wise Stan Lee say? He compared, uh, uh, games to boobs. Oh. Can you yeah. expand on those boobs? Uh, you may want to look at them, but eventually you're going to want to touch them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's good old Stan Lee. I, I like, how old is he? He's got to be in his 90s, isn't he, Stan Lee? Uh, maybe he's immortal. Well, well, let's, let's keep our fingers crossed. Um, anything else, Jonathan? Um, no, oh, you seem ca- to be okay. Can I ask you, you one thing? What, the, what, why is the world going to end on Saturday? Oh, Nibiru. Nibiru? Yeah. Who is that? The fabled 10th planet. Oh, is the, and it's going to smash into us. Yeah. Okay. All right, then. Well, that's fair enough. Thanks for clearing that up. Okay. See, you, see you on the Bye. other side. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Now we know Nibiru is going to uh, g- g- crash into us. Metic. Wicked. Sick. Bad. Metic. I, it's the only one I've written down so far, guys. It's the only one I've written down so far. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. This is Talk Radio. A star-crossed soapbox for sailor boys, oh. stable girls... <laughs> The end. And stripper grands. It depends who you with and it depends on the situation. Late night speech radio with a difference. Thank you. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Good evening, Dom. Evening, boss. You all right? You good? Thank you, mate. What have you got for us? Did you hear about uh, Stanley and Leonardo DiCaprio? No. He said something on a, a Comic Con or something. Apparently, him and his manager were leaving his house. You do, ah, who? You, 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 who? Who? Sorry, sorry. Yeah, good point. Yeah. Stanley was leaving his house with his manager, yeah. and uh, someone ran up and like knocked it on his window. And it turns out it was Leonardo DiCaprio of the same neighbourhood. And he said to him, "I want to play you in the story of your life." And Stanley said, "Like, I'm sorry, but you're not good looking enough." There we go. Beautiful. You're Stanley. I would love, I would love to get Stanley on the show. And I've I've sent emails and tweets and every. Oh, it's never going to happen. Never going to happen. But that that would be the dream. Get Stan on the show. Get my great granddad Stan on the show. It would be brilliant. Yeah, be cool be good. I like him. And my, here's one of the you. joys. One of the joys of uh, my, my boys is once I pointed out to them that Stan Lee is pops up in every Marvel film, and sometimes you just see him looking out of a window. More often than not, he gets some lines in in the latest Spider Man. I think he had yeah quite a meaty part for Stan, and um, they love pointing him. Hey, Stan! 
Stanley! You missed Stan! You, and if one of them is the other one's in the kitchen. You missed Stanley! And Stanley pops up in all the Marvel Lego games as well. And so they go, we've got a mission, we've got to save Stanley! I think that's brilliant that my kids, who are seven and five, are aware of this 90-year-old legend who is responsible for so much wonderful, so many wonderful characters in the world. And they love him. It's fantastic, and it's going to be a few years away, but my favourite cameo was in Deadpool when he was the uh, DJ in the strip club. Yes, very, very good. Very good. Yes, yes, yes. We like Stan. I've got a word for you. Yep. Arnie's getting enthusiastic, so I'm going to second. Okay. Uh, Ian, how you doing, mate? You all right? I'm great, Dom. Lovely to see you. What you been up to? Oh, stuff. Listen, if you can get me tickets for Dennis LaCorrie in Stockport, that'd be totally Jeff, mate. Honest. Jeff. 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 That could work. Ooh. Roll it over in your mouth. Jeff. How are you spelling it, buddy? As in the Lloyd. Oh, no. No, I, it's more of a J, I think. I think it's more as in Jeff Lloyd as in the other Jeff Lloyd, as in um, the, the Lloyd brothers. Are they fa- Is there a Jeff Lloyd that isn't Jeff Lloyd? No, no, no. I'm thinking of Lloyd oh. Bridges. Jeff Bridges, ba- yeah. Baker Boys. Yeah. Well, I think you've got to spell it as in Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges, Jeff. Jeff, I think it's got to be J E double F. No, J E F. Jeff, Jeff, she's right. She's right. Dom, it's Jeff. J E F. It's not Swedish. Yeah, it's, it's that's, got to be yeah. not a word. Uh, yeah, well, it, it doesn't have to be not a word, but it's Jeff. Can I just interject with? It's very close to a certain cleaning product that gets a different name in different countries. You mean Sif? Or well, don't Sif does Sif yeah. doesn't get a different name in different countries? It's Sif. Oh, they change it now. What do you mean they've changed it? It's always been Sif. No, no, mate. What are you talking about? It's Sif has always been Sif. Is this a Mandela effect? It's Jeff when I was a kid. It was what? Jeff. Yeah, I don't have no idea. What oh, it's it's always been Sif. Mm. What, what, what a weird... What a weird thing to try and do. 0344 499 Jeff Metic. Jeff beats Metic. Jeff beats Metic. Yeah. Jeff beats Metic, I think. I like Jeff. Uh, Jeff is the one... Yeah, Jeff's in the lead at the moment. I like that. Um, yeah, I it like It needs that. to be something you can do that thing... It's not a finger snap, but it's that you can do it and I can't do it. Yeah, that is Jeff! Jeff. Jeff. Yeah, I think... I think that's... I think, so far, 25 minutes to 11, some strong suggestions, but I think Jeff is the way to go. Um, I've spent a significant... Well, today... I'm feeling a bit down today, and I'm feeling a bit down recently, and I, and I, I, I tweeted this, and I mean it most sincerely. Um, my best, I do my best work when um, I am full of self-loathing and fear of the future and financial insecurity and self-hatred. I do. And um, the, the shows the past few weeks have been absolutely outstanding, I think. And, I, and it's true, and Kath's pulling a sad face because her mate is feeling sh- rubbish. But I do, I feel absolutely awful at the moment. And, and, and I've been able to kind of throw everything into work and do that. But uh, today, I, uh, today I've not been able to hide it so well. So I've, I, I've done the usual things of eating crap, stuff in my face so i feel guilty later on was that wonderful but i did have a re- had a really exciting experience today and we'll, we'll play it maybe we'll play it friday i don't know um uh, i went to see the cast of hair rehearsing for the 50th anniversary production of it and what was exciting was when i went in they were rehearsing a song 
that has never been in here, that was, was written for the movie, the awful movie, and wasn't used. So I'm hearing this song. It's like, it's like um, there being a director's cut released of your favourite, favourite movies. I'm, suddenly I'm, I'm there and it's like a new song and it's like, oh, this sounds like a song from here, but I've never heard it before. And um, I met some, I went and met the cast, I met the director, um, I met the, uh, I met that producer who I auditioned for, and I said, what's, what happened? I auditioned for you, and she went, yeah, you were terrible. <laughs> wow! Wow! These producers don't mince their words. But actually, I'm gra- glad she said that, because that's made me even more determined to succeed. She's made me more determined give, to succeed. Did you give her the Darius response? You say, yeah, well, do you know what? <laughs> I was going to win a Tony Award. I was um, hoping to um, sing in front of the cast my version of Frank Mills, but let's just say there was a little bit of tension I detected from the, the musical director when I, uh, when I was in there. Um, he was doing his thing, he was protecting his cast. But I tell you what, it sounds brilliant. It sounds brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. You, we'll, we'll, we'll play it out maybe later this week or next week. And, and um, they're all beautiful young men and women who can sing. First of all, they were sat there singing. I was like, wow, this is brilliant. And then they got up and they were dancing and singing. I thought, oh, flipping heck, man, how are they doing that? And they were all, you know, they were all just these these beautiful kids, you know, these chiselled young men and these these fine, beautiful young women. And it was, oh, it's great, it's great, and it's it's going to be so exciting. I can't wait to see it. We're down to see it at least twice. We've got we got tickets for the press night. I don't know how we're going to work it with this. We're going to have to come up with some plan. Tickets for the press night. We've got tickets for the gala night when um, Paul Nicholas is going to be there. Elaine Page. Um, James Rado, who wrote the book of, of, of Hair. Um, so it's going to be... It, it, so it's going to be brilliant, right? It's going to be brilliant. But here's the thing, right? Um, I came away from that. Isn't it funny? The heads are funny. I came away from that hating myself because I felt fat because they're all so slim and chiselled and wonderful physiques i felt old because they're all kids you know they're all like tw- early 20s and i'm there and of course not they, 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 none of them had a clue who i was and there's no reason they should have a clue who i was i've not been on television properly for for 14 years you know i never going to listen to this rubbish but i so not their fault at all but it, it's the, the 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 sickness in the head i came away absolutely hating myself and feeling awful feeling wretched and feeling miserable and i've kind of had that for the last four five six weeks but i've been able to throw it all into work but i came out of that thinking oh god right i'm gonna we're gonna oh god the show is failing and and this is the thing this on the day that we get the two day, a day after we found out we've been nominated for an award right which is brilliant and we're, we're up against we're not gonna win it but we're up against some amazing people so that's great and then an hour later, Kath phoned me up. She said, Ian, you've just been mentioned on Radio 4. I said, what? She says, you've just been mentioned by Eddie Mayer on Radio 4. And I love Eddie Mayer, and I love Radio 4. And I was like, um, no, that you, you, you must be joking. Um, but it turns out, then I saw a few people um, tweet about it. And it turns out I was mentioned by Eddie Mayer on... Radio 4. And, um, oh, tell you what, we're going to have a quick break and I'm going to see if we can find it and we'll play it. Closing time conversation for tax inspectors, taxi drivers, and taxidermists. Great big talk for the wee small hours. You've been trolling me big time, mate. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. So here we go. So this, so we, we, we went, and this, listen to this, then. This is one of my favourite presenters of all time. Listen. And it's just really Not unfortunate this is that Emma ran into those that oh. weren't. Here we go. Darcy Gector. Yeah. 
Now, we mentioned the other day that uh, two of our colleagues on uh, PM and in this part of Radio 4, Andrew Bomford and Luke Jones, have been nominated for Radio Academy Awards, ARIAs as they're called. Andrew's already been on the programme tonight. Luke will be on in just a while. We have another nominee coming up on IPM this Saturday. Uh, Perhaps you've uh, taken part in this before. Our Your News Bulletin. Uh, We ask our listeners to send a single sentence of news about their week and then we compile it into a bulletin and get somebody great to read it out. You don't have to have done something dramatic. Your week can be as mundane as mine, but send your sentence, please, to ipm at bbc.co.uk. And who knows, Ian Lee could be reading it out uh, this weekend. Uh, If uh, you're a fan of Ian, as I am, uh, you'll know he's on talk radio these days. Uh, He used to be at the BBC. He's been nominated as uh, Best Speech Presenter Non-Breakfast. So if you want to hear Ian reading out your news this weekend... On IPM, it's IPM at bbc.co.uk. Now, that's the first I've heard of it. <laughs> I don't know anything about this. I know, it was nice to tell you. <laughs> so, so I texted my agent and said, um, I've just been mentioned on, on by Eddie Mayer on, on PM on Radio 4. Apparently I'm doing something there. And he said, oh, well, I had an email an hour ago asking if you'd be interested, but we haven't arranged anything yet. And we still haven't arranged anything, so I don't know, I'd love, of course I would love to, a drop, drop of a hat, I'll go in, I mean, it's a brilliant little feature, people send in a sentence, like today I won £20 on a scratch card, I never normally played them, or today we had to bury my dog and it was very sad. Could you not do one, today I found out I was working for Radio 4. <laughs> I didn't know anything about it. So Radio 4, by all means, cultured, oh, by all means, of course I'll, I'll, I'll come and do that. Um, I didn't know anything about it, but so, but here's the but here's the point I was getting to. Basically, I, I, my head is telling me to jump off a very tall building, and I don't say that lightly. That is what my head is saying. Go and jump, jump off a tall building, it'll be fine. Um, so uh, what I'm saying is, I'm I'm finding this job really really hard work at the moment, really hard work. Um, and there's no upside to that. There's no uh, there's no happy ending to it. But well, there is a happy ending to it. In as much as it will end eventually. But also, it means, uh, as I said at the start of this um, rather rambling um, uh, confession or anecdote, uh, I do the best shows when I feel like SH1T. So, boy, oh, boy, you think the show's good now. You ain't seen nothing yet. Let's go to Angela. Good evening, Angela. Oh, evening, Ian. How are you feeling now? Um, I'm feeling Jeff. Oh, Ooh. now there's the thing. There's the thing. I'm feeling Jeff. It's got it's got homoerotic tones, and I don't have a problem with that. But um, yeah, so, mm. there's a line Ooh. through it. Sorry, it's gone. Jeff is gone. You sure you're all right? I'm fine. I'm fine to continue, Angela. What would you like to say? Oh, that's okay. Yeah, well, I was so ringing all for. Um, you know that thing that Jonathan was on about Saturday. Yeah. Saturday, yeah, I've the planet is gonna gonna smash into us and kill us all. Yes, that'd be awesome, wouldn't it? Sorry, awesome, awesome. A word, awesome, awesome. Mm. If a planet smashed into us, <laughs> yeah, and killed us awesome. all, that would be awesome. I think you mean awful. Mm. When I was, I was wondering, um. Where would you like it to land on, if you could? Well, it doesn't matter, because if, if a planet smacks mm. into us, we'll all be dead. Oh, that's good. I'm in pain anyway. <laughs> well, well, hang on a minute. Just because you want a planet to kill you, I don't mean I'd... So you, so you want to die, but you want the whole planet to die as well? Well, no, it's dying anyway, isn't it? Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's dying over over billions of years. If it could, it could be finished by half past seven on Saturday. We'd be in time for X Factor. 
It'd be what? In terms of X Factor. You don't have to watch the X Factor. You're more nut. She's more, she's more nuts than usual, and that's saying something. I'm not very well tonight. Oh, classic bants. Classic Earth mm. uh, uh, ending Armageddon bants. You, you got a laugh, yeah. haven't you? Yeah, you got a laugh, haven't you? Yeah, you, you certainly have. What a fruitcake! Even by our standards. Looney Tunes. I'm just going to avoid watching X Factor. I don't want the planets to intervene. Even by our standards. That was pretty out there, Captain. 0344-499-1000. Karen has uh, texted. Mm -hmm. That caller is onto something. When I was a kid, there was a cleaning product called... Now, how would you pronounce this word, Catherine? J-I-F. Jif? Jif? Or, um, Hif. Don't know if it became Sif. No, it's always been Sif, Karen. What earthy... What, don't... Is this... Uh, are we being 4chan? Uh, is this one of those things where people go, let's all tweet in and... Or is this one of those, um, like, copies of something more famous from, like, Aldi or Lidl or something? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. I've never heard of it. Karen, I don't, I don't know. Definitely uh, always been Sif. I certainly don't buy it. Here's a lovely thing, and I think it was Andrew on Twitter... It was certainly a, someone who had a man's name pointed this out. If you were at the rabbit hole on on Sunday or watching it, we were talking about slow films. And one of my favourite slow films, and actually, it's not that slow, but there are moments of stillness in it. One of my favourite, I mean, it's my second favourite film of all time, is Dog Day Afternoon. Al Pacino, Attica, Al Pacino, it, 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 his sexiest. Al Pacino, around about 1975, those big collars. Very horny man. Um, and I I haven't watched it for years and years. I've got a double disc somewhere, and I've been thinking, oh, I've not watched it for a while. I should go and watch it. I should watch it. I should go. Well, this, this bloke, Andrew, t- uh, uh, tweeted me. There's a free screening of it tomorrow. Uh, I think Genesis Cinema in Wandsworth is being shown in the bar. So you can, we can get you get some food, and you sit and you watch a screening of my second favourite film of all time. There's a Q&A afterwards with an Al Pacino expert, which I doubt, because it's quite a long film. It's two hours long. So I, I doubt we'll be able to stick around for that. But I, I booked two tickets. I say it was free. It's two quid, but one pound booking fee each. But free? We're talking about it on Sunday. Then they're showing it free the same week. My favourite, favourite film. Honestly, guys, if you've if if you if you've got nothing better to do at seven o'clock on Thursday night and you're anywhere near... um. Did I say Wandsworth? I don't think it's Wandsworth. Yeah, you did. Um, Whitechapel. Maybe it's Whitechapel. Anyway, I think it's Whitechapel. Um, uh, let me, where, where, hang on a minute. Where, where, where is it? I'm I, looking it up. Mylan Mylan Road. Uh, well, where is that? London E1. Yeah, uh, is it Whitechapel? That's Whitechapel. That's Whitechapel. Um, if it's seven o'clock um, uh, 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 Thursday evening, Whitechapel, dog day afternoon. Go, book, go, go on. Well, I'll, well, I'll be there. Kath, you come in? Yeah, go on. Oh, you've never seen it, have you? No, I don't know. I'll make you in for a treat. Is it about dogs? Oh, you... Are, it's based on a true story, and it's one of the films, because I watched a documentary about it, that is... Um, that is pretty close to what actually happened. Normally these things are all, they, they, they're based on a truth. This is pretty close to what actually happened. It's an incredible film. I saw it when I was about 15 and it just, oh, it just blew me away. There's, it's a really slow film. And then there's one bit where the, it cuts really quickly. Boom, boom. Boy, it just cuts. And it's like, every time I see it, and I know it's coming, it makes the hairs on the back of my neck stand on end, because it just cuts, 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 
cuts like that. It's about 20 second long little section. I'm like, bloody hell. Because you just had this an hour and a half of stillness. Then suddenly there's speed. And then it's still again. Oh, it's such a good film. Dog Day Afternoon, Thursday evening, 7 o'clock, for free. They're showing films for free. This is incredible. 0344-499-1000 is the phone number. Catherine has just found a headline to a story that I've already read this story, and it really is something else. Would you like... You've not read it yet. Would you like to read it for the boys and girls? This is the thing, right? I very rarely go on my personal Facebook. Yeah. And a friend of mine um, that I went to school with has put something... I mean, I could not resist opening this can of worms. Couple hospitalised after man gets his head stuck in his wife's vagina. There we go. There we go. Now, this is an actual story. Is it? it? Can it be true? A couple was transported to the hospital in a very awkward position last night after a man somehow got his head stuck in his wife's vagina. There we go. During a strange sexual game. You're telling me it was strange. Tom and Janice Morrison, a young couple from the small town of Greensboro in Alabama, called 911 around 10pm last night to ask for an ambulance. Samantha Irving, the operator who took the call, said she thought it was a joke when he explained the situation. Oh, my God. The woman told me that her husband had fallen and that his head was now stuck in her vaginal cavity. Wow. I should do the voice, shouldn't I? Yeah. I really thought that it was a group of teenagers making a prank call. Despite Miss Irving's doubt, she sent an ambulance to the site and the paramedics rapidly realised the situation was in fact very serious. Yeah, well, it's a very serious thing. A man wearing his wife as a hat. She's a big lady and he's a quite a skinny man, but still a, a head's I, a head's and I, a vagina's a vagina. I've heard the rhyme about fatty and thinny, but it yes. didn't end like this. No, no, no. Bill Austin, one of the paramedics who transported the couple, claims they were lying naked on their bed and... Oh, God. Yeah, come on. Come on. Partially covered in blood. The woman kept screaming out in pain whenever the guy moved, but he had half of his face buried in there, and he looked like he was going through hell. Yeah, if that's what that's the gate hell, of hell. That's my wife. If that's what the gate of hell looks like, flipping it. Oh I hope St. Peter's is a bit cleaner. Sweet Lord. The couple was transported to the nearby Hale County Hospital, where doctors were able to separate the couple. Yes. Ms. Morrison suffered from syn- oh God. There's only one way to separate. You've got a pull. You've got to. Well, she like probably the enormous had, turnip. She probably had, um, or maybe that. Well, she she would have either had a loosener, the drug to loosen it, or that thing they do with babies where they cut the vagina open. No one tells you about that. And a plesiotomy. Yeah, it, it didn't it didn't please me very otomy. You They cut the vagina. They might have done that. Oh, suction. That, it would be suction and muscle contraction. Well, you know that it's. Well, they say it's better to let you tear naturally because yes. it knits together better. Yes. Thanks, guys. Yes. yes Proof yes. that God is a man. Mr. Morrison, oh, sorry, Ms. Morrison suffered from severe internal bleeding but is now stable, while her husband only had a s- few scratches and bruises. Yep. Yeah, but also an experience you'll never forget. Yep, 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 yep. According to doctors, both could also suffer from post traumatic stress syndrome. Yeah, 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 yeah. Incidents like this are indeed quite unusual, but hundreds of couples yeah. are admitted to the hospital every year in the US after getting stuck together during sexual intercourse. According to data collected by the US Department of Health and Human Services, 3,213 couples were hospitalised for such problems across the country in 2015 and 3,789 in 2016. Yeah. According to the same data, the Morrisons are the first couple to be hospitalised for a he- Oh. Head stuck inside a vaginal cavity since October tw- 2007. Yeah, yeah. Still very, very horny. Very horny. Um, apropos, absolutely nothing at all. Here's David Badcock. Hi, David. Hi, Natalia. Hello, uh, David. Hi, how are you? 
Did you enjoy that story? What about the chap with his uh, edible minge? <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. It sounded quite sick. Okay. I didn't like the bud part. Are you saying sick as in cool? No, sick as in vomiting, juicing. Okay. Didn't turn me on in one, one, one bit. Are you, are you in the bath? Yeah, nightly cleanse. So you're naked? Yep. Um, I've got to... Electricity and water doesn't mix, by the way. Keep Henry I've out. Got, I've thought about that. I've, uh, I've kept me head uh, locked over the side of the bath. So... Can, right, Karen and all these people that keep um, saying, I've just Googled Jif and it's true, it changed to SIF 16 years ago. Absolute rubbish. And there's a bloke who's called, uh, here we go, Joey Jojo 72 said it was called Jif before Lee, you bellend. That's, get, get listen, oh. stop trolling me, everyone. So, do you want a word that I think we could reclaim for being cool? Yes, please, David. Well, I had, the, ow, I had the idea while I was in the bath. Yep. Sudsy. Sudsy? Yeah. Like, that's bare sudsy, bad man. <laughs> I didn't understand any word in that sentence. So I've got my tap on. That's bare sudsy, naughty boy. Well, whatever the kids are saying, I don't know. <laughs> naughty boy. <laughs> Is that what? Sudsy. Sudsy. It sounds a bit like Sugsy from Madness. Mm-hmm. Oh, dear. No. Uh, I'm, I'm, well, I think you're not going for that one. Yeah. I, I've, I've had an idea for a call-in that I've, I've kept under me out for about three weeks now. Okay, let's hear it. Brilliant. People who, unless you Googled it, you couldn't tell are dead or alive. <laughs> <laughs> Example. Uh, yeah. David Attenborough. Well, everyone knows he's alive. Uh well, that's me lot. I'll go back to me best. Bit, bit of a waste of a call there, wasn't it, David? Sorry, I thought I had some good, uh, good stuff there. But, uh, Never mind. Um, you can't win them all, or any of them, in your case. Um, 0344 is the uh, telephone number if you want to give us a call. So we're looking for a new word. Um, we've talked about uh, feeling fat and old. Um, heads in vaginas. Well, what have you got your head stuck in? What have you got your head stuck in? Fights against machines. Oh, and I, 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 when we come back, I want, how does... Right, I've only just discovered this. How does my phone know how many steps I've taken? I've just, cause I'm, you know, I, I, it, it's been measuring my steps. First of all, without my permission. And secondly, how the hell does it work it out? 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, very simple. Cost you pennies, probably free. You'll speak to Sam. He will call you back. My name is Inley. She's Catherine Boyle. The show is The Late Night Alternative, and you're listening on Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk.
Just imagine how big a solo star Lindsay Buckingham could have been if all of his solo albums weren't absolutely unlistenable. I mean, terrible records. Is that a dog bark yeah. sound effect? Wow. Every single one of his solo albums, is, they should be pop masterpieces. Instead, they're absolute stinkers. Karen, if that is your name, beginning to suspect it's it's one of our trolls. Uh, Ian, I'm not trolling you. I remember my mum using GIF when I was a kid. I'll ask her tomorrow. I'm 54. My memory is pretty good. Well, there's the word pretty. My, my memory is, is excellent. I don't want a stupid argument. What does it matter anyway? We could all be dead by Saturday from Karen. Can we just say this once and for all? Sif, it's always been Sif. It was never called, never called Jif. You're thinking of something completely different. Oh, three, four, four. Four nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Um, uh, fights with uh, machinery. We're coming up with a new word um, to mean good that we're gonna we're all gonna agree on and we're gonna drop it into uh, the language and um, other bits and pieces. So I've been walking more and more to try and lose weight. Okay, and I go, go, go for what, what I think are long walks, and then I, I saw on my phone. In fact, my Clive Ball the other day told me about it. Um, that my phone. Tells it measures my steps, the number of steps I've done, right? And um, it's been doing it. I can go all the way back. Look at look at this. I can go all the way back to the twenty ninth of September, twenty fifteen. So that's two. That's two years, almost two years ago, exactly. And it's got the number of steps. Now, obviously, you have to be. The phone has to be in your pocket. So I don't always have the phone. What was I doing on the twenty fifth of October, twenty fifteen? Nearly fourteen thousand steps. Um. So here's the thing, right? Genuinely, how does it measure my steps? Is it a thing? That it just measures distance using the GPS thing on it, and then it div- it says right you've worked you've you've walked two miles so that's um, got to be about seven thousand steps. Is it, does it do it like that? Does it because it, it can't if it's in my if it was in my trouser pocket, I could understand how it would it could count a step, but if if it's in my jacket pocket. Am I being stupid here? Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. How the bloody hell can my phone tell me how many steps I'm doing? How accurate um, is it supposed to be? And there's there was one um, there's one day I saw. Look, hang on a minute. Sixteenth of April, seven hundred and sixty nine steps. Lazy get. Flip it. Twenty sixth of April, nine hundred and twenty six. Here we go. Flip it. Twenty ninth of April this year. 356 steps. That's terrible. Today, apparently I've done 12,519, which I don't believe. Yesterday, 1,647. Yes, it's a man reading out the number of steps he's supposedly done. Unlike one of those number stations. I seem to be getting around about 5,000 quite a bit. But what? How, how does, how the hell does this work? What is this? And who owns, do I own this data or does Apple own it? Something, uh, something freaky is going on, man. Something freaky is going on that this is, um, this is a thing. I, I don't know how it, how it works and it freaks me out that my phone has been monitoring me. Good evening, Nick. Hello, how are you doing? Are you alright? I'm freaked out by my phone monitoring me. <laughs> That's life nowadays, mate. Listen, um, I think you're going to probably be in humble pie tomorrow because this GIF sis debate that you're going on about, I'm 41 years old, Years old. I still call it GIF because I can't get my head around it being changed to sis. Well, well, I don't, you, I, you, I, don't like, I don't like the new name. GIF was much better. Can I ask? 
Yeah, are you, are you, are you, I mean, you're probably Karen, who's, are you, is there like a, is there, is there a Facebook page or something? It's like, let's, let's trolley in Lee tonight. Is, is it, are you, are you a member of the 4chan community? <laughs> no, no, so honestly, you're going to, you are going to, I think you're put, you, you should not be putting your money all in on this one because you are going to be wrong. So, um, when you go home, you can quickly find out, but it was definitely called GIF. Absolute, oh, mate, mate, I, I, um, well, it's a, it's a noble effort. I like the fact you're keeping a straight face while you're doing it, but I'm not buying it for for a dollar. Uh, I'll put money on it if you want. We'll, we'll, we'll put a wager on it. Thank- you, you, you're a bet, man. Thanks, <laughs> thanks, thanks for your call, Nick. Pathetic, isn't it? Tony says, "Take the phone to your wrist. It will register more steps than you've done." What? What the bloody eyes? Uh, is have I actually done twelve thousand five hundred and eighteen steps today, or is it bullshine? Should I be high fiving myself? Good evening, Andre. Hi, you know, I, now listen, right, that yes. phone ped, pedometer of yours, yeah? The what? That pedometer. Yes. I'll, t- I'll t- turn the radio down yeah, for so you. Yeah, you got it. You well, got it. I, not not, you, not you, down, you turn, not right. down, you turn it off. Off, off, right. Off. Now, I'll, I'll, well, yeah, the thing is, right, with a pedometer, it measures the distance. Right, listen, mate, if you're, call, if you're calling me a pedometer, oh. you better have, you, you be, be prepared to uh, feel the wrath of my solicitors in the morning. Because I, I have, uh, I do a lot of work with children, and you going around saying stuff like that is, <laughs> is, uh, untrue and is not funny. That's the name of the twin measurer, pedometer. No. <laughs> it measures the, pe- it's like, it measures distances, yeah? Oh, but a pedometer. No. Sorry, I thought, I'm That's sorry. I, go, I do apologise, mate. You've got to be so careful yeah. these days, what with, with, um, yeah. tree and stuff. Yeah. Yes, well, hello. You know, uh, yes? You know GIF? You're now SIF. I don't know GIF, I know SIF, yes. Now it's SIF. <laughs> but here, before that, it used to be called HOMO. There's one for you. Yep. You didn't know that, did you? Um, literally just you saying might, words. You might have. Okay. Oh, and, that, um, and, and just just moving on to another subject. Thank God. You know, you know that funny... Well, you won't say that when you hear this. Oh. You, know that, you know that funny thing that happened in America? What funny <laughs> thing? Yeah. What funny thing happened well, in America? Someone got it stuck or something, didn't they? Or, oh, in the, 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 the head life. stuck in... Oh, I don't remember exactly. So his head stuck in a vagina. Oh, yeah, exactly. You, you know what she said to him? Oh, God out for help, right? And he said, I can't talk. And he said, I'm small and I... <laughs> okay. I've got... No idea. N- literally no idea. Um, and look at all these people. Kaz Kari and um, you're sending all mocked up statements from SIF. Um, oh, someone sent me... She sent me an entry from Wikipedia about GIF. Someone sent me a mocked-up GIF bottle. Listen, pictures on the internet, I don't believe them. There's a picture of Nigel Farage holding a letter saying, I am a twat. I know know for a fact that that letter did not say that. So, um, just just stop send the jammy dodger oh dearie me, stop it. I'm not falling for it, guys. Listen, I'm not, I'm not blooming, um, Simon Mayo or, or, or Scott Mills, one of these dappy presenters. I've got my head screwed on. I know what's what. Um, so I used to, um, I'm getting itchy, uh, um, I'm getting itchy feet, itchy fingers. I want to buy a CB radio again. And I buy, I've, I mentioned this before, every seven years I buy myself a CB radio and, and I have it for a month and I, no one, no one's on it and I throw it away. So I was looking at CB radios again today thinking, well, you know, maybe, um, 
And then someone mentioned scanners, right? Are they illegal? No, they're legal. But I used to have a scanner, right? And I used to have a scanner back in the day, right? And this was when you could... um, you could tune into mobile phone conversations. And I once heard a, 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 com- a phone conversation between a bloke who was in prison phoning up. I mean, it was in, it was terribly wicked thing to be doing. I mean, I was certainly... But, but then they changed the... Fr- they changed about 15 years ago, 16 years ago, the way that mobile phone signals were sent. And they're not... The digital now, and they were something else before. I don't know. They've changed it so that it doesn't work. So you can you can get it. But so now I'm because I did. Um, I went to Bletchley, not Bletchley. No, I went to Bletchley, and um, the you know the 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 home of the code breakers. Yeah, exactly. And that was all boring. I thought, well, that war stuff was boring, and all of that um, Benedict Cumberbatch. I thought it was boring. New exhibition's good, though. I thought your bit was very funny Thanks. when you play a World War Two um, sex worker, and um, but it was boring. <laughs> I thought it was boring. Who cares about World War Two and, and um, uh, uh, Benedict Turing? And who cares about? Who cares? It's boring. It happened and it's done. Right, whatever. But what I did find interesting was also in there, uh, and I think they've just been there for ages, and, and they've got squatters' rights. There's his geeky little um like tiny little exhibition um of these ham radio enthusiasts and so i went in there and uh, what they have they have a um a, a, like a it's not a lot to see in there but then you have a bloke playing with ham radio right and no one was talking to him so i went and sat down and went all right man what's going on he said oh this is this is ham radio I said, this is brilliant tell, tell, talk to me about it and what he was doing, he was getting signals from air. You could listen to aeroplanes, and then he was getting. Da- this bit was a bit boring. He was like catching data signals and then putting them to a computer, and it that was a bit boring. And I said, "Oh, this looks really good. I'd love to. I, I think I'd like a go at this." And he said, "Right, well, uh, this machine costs about five thousand pounds." I thought, But I'm in the conversation now. You can't go. Ah, oh, do you know what? I'm out. You got to go. Oh, right, yeah, that's it. He says you can get them a bit cheaper for about three grand. I was like, oh yeah, yeah, I could probably swing that for three grand, flipping it. And then he says, and he says you've got to sit an exam. So and I was thinking, this was about five years ago. I'm thinking, I'm, I'm forty years old. I am. I am never going to sit an exam ever again in my life i made that decision at the age of um when i did my a levels the second time 19 i thought i'm never i'm never doing an exam ever again and so far i haven't and i never will because they're absolutely pointless um but he's got to do an exam to do um uh, to, to do ham radio and i thought oh that sounds a bit pointless but then i'm looking then people are tweeting me these um scanners for like 30 40 quid well you can like just scan but I don't know what you're scanning. I don't know what you're... Because if it's just um, police, right? Well, you can do that online. You can do that online. You, I've got an app that will let you listen to the police online. Okay, so if it's that, it's pointless. If it's um, sad men talking to each other, I'd be up for scanning that. I would be up for scanning that. Would I? But with a scanner, you can't... What I'm saying is, does anybody know... If anybody's got, like, at least 20% of what I've just said... Could you give me a call and let me know whether it's worth me buying a scanner? Will I be? I won't be able to talk to people on a scanner. 
I don't think. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. I think that should get the phones uh, the phones alight. I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. After hours amusement for anarchists, air hostesses, and jet lag antipodeans. Goodbye, covers. Can I crash on your floor? The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. Good evening, Paul. Hi, how you doing? I've been busting skeleton. I've been holding on phrases for a change. I normally I would have hung up, but you've all been so close tonight to call something that you could use a word that calls something that is great or brilliant. It's what all the kids are using these days. Yes. The word is called dench. Dench. Something that is great. All the all the kids are using right. these days. The kids are, oh, so all the kids are using it nowadays. It's a popular well, word, it's is it? To do with grime music, that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All yeah. the kids are using right. the, the word that, to describe something that is great or brilliant. like Judy Dench. Yeah, exactly. That's oh. where they got the oh. word from. Brilliant. So all the kids are using. Oh, so everyone's using it now. It's a popular word, is it? It's a, yeah. Oh. You've all been so close. Close to, to close to Kath, it. Kath, Kath thought of the word yep. donch, didn't yep. she? Or donch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've all been Donk. so close. Yeah, so, 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 but, but, so the word is dench, is it? The word is dench. Right. You absolute idiot! You absolute moron of the lowest order! You have been waiting on the line for an hour and 19 minutes since the start yeah, of this show. <laughs> Shut up and listen, boy! Shut up and listen! You have been waiting on the phone since the very start of this show to tell us the word dench is in popular usage by the kids, when if you had actually been listening to what I was saying, I said several times we are looking to make a new word mean dench or mean great or mean wicked that we were going to drop into our vocabulary and see if it's spread. We weren't looking for a word that already means wicked or cool or dench. We are looking to find a new word. Use the word dench at all. No, I know, but we said we are looking to find a new word, you absolute yeah, pudding. It's a new word. But it's in use already, you flipping idiot. Oh, man. It's in it's use already. Word. It is a new word. It's in use already! Yes, but it's... We're not looking for a word that's in use already. We're looking for a new word. It's new. You carry on taking the mertazapine, You carry on being an absolute bellend. We are not looking for a word in use. We are looking for a brand new word. Yeah, and it's a brand new word. No, it's not. It's all... It's already in use. Yeah, but you haven't thought of it, had you? Jesus Christ! I haven't thought about a helicopter since the show started! It doesn't mean it's the word I'm looking for! Dench is a perfect word. No, it doesn't fit the criteria that I have laid down! Okay, what about the word arse, then? Is it in use? No, I've just made it in use. You're a twat! No. Good day. Flippin' heck! How long have you been holding on? Since th- the start of the show. Since the start of the show. He has been holding on. And he... Get ready for the emails. He still doesn't know 
why Dench doesn't fit into the phoning that we are doing. He still doesn't know. He still doesn't know because he doesn't listen. He is. In the 20 years I have been doing phoning radio, he is by far my least favourite caller I have ever had. And I used to have a Scottish man called Alex who would phone up and tell me how he would go to dental training school for five years and then find out where my local dentist practice was and he would get a job there just on the off chance that I, he would find me sat in his seat one day so he could drill in all of my teeth without administering any anaesthetic. And the thing is, he meant it. And I preferred him over Paul in Stopoges. Dear God. Jeez. I took one caller to court for harassment. I preferred him over Paul in Stopoges. Dear, dear God, what is wrong with the man? What is wrong with the bloody man? Get ready for the emails. I have never in my life spoken to somebody who has had such a poor grasp of simple, basic English as that cloth-eared fool. I may have overreacted a little bit there, I don't know. 03444991000 is the telephone number if you uh, want to give us a call. We're still looking for a word that isn't currently in usage to mean good, wicked, cool, um, dench. So we're looking for a word. 03444991000. Yes, Paul! Okay, I express an apology for what you just said. Don't you tell me what to say. I express an apology. There is no way I would want to drill inside your teeth just to be a flipping, just to be a flipping stalker. Or I something. didn't say you wanted to. No, yeah, but you've you've implied that I'm. No, I haven't. No you way, don't listen. No you you don't listen. The Paul, Sam. There is no way you should get away with that. No, Sorry, I didn't, Paul. I didn't say that. He put the phone down. I didn't, I didn't say that. Is this guy absolutely insane? Is he nuts? I didn't say that. I was talking about a Scottish fellow we used to call Nasty Alex. Hello. I didn't say that. And now I expect an apology from no, you. You were implying... No, I wasn't. I said you I preferred that caller over you. exactly what you said. No, you, you didn't. No, you didn't. You didn't hear it. You weren't listening. Of course I was listening. No, you weren't. What did I say, then? Things. What did I say? Yeah, okay, you... Uh, I know exactly what you said. Tell me, tell, tell me. You, tell me. Repeat it. Repeat it, buddy. Repeat it. Paul. 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 Stop making jokes about mental health that you can't understand. Tell me what I said, Paul. Tell me. Tell me what I said, Paul, because you've got it wrong, mate. Tell me. 
You were implying that I was some sort of idiot no. or stalker or something. No, 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 no. I said that I used to have a caller who threatened to learn dentistry so that he could cause me maximum pain. Yeah, and I and preferred... You no, me. shut up. I said I preferred his calls over yours. That's exactly what I said. With me. Sorry? Which connects it with me. In yeah, it doesn't way. mean it's implied that I'm yeah, saying it's, that. It's Jesus, this guy's an idiot. Listeners, a, I'm going to make it easier for everyone, Paul. Never phone, no, never phone my show again. Right. Never phone my show again. Okay, never, never phone it again. <laughs> Let's hope that that's that's him going on. What an absolute pudding! Dear goodness gracious me, don't they? Don't like it up them, do they? Hello, uh, Ian. Good evening, Ian. Hello. Hello, Ian. Yes. yes. Um, Turn I'm your radio off, Ian. To... Okay. Yep. It's done. Yes, sir. Hello, you're on the air now, mate. Oh right. Okay. Uh, fair enough. Uh... I was expecting a call back, but that doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Well, I, well, I tell you what, Sam's going to call you back right now. Okay. Stay there, Sam. Give that young man a call back, please. Let's speak to Paul. Good evening, Paul. Hello, Ian. How you doing? I'm sweaty, Paul. I'm very sweaty. You're sweaty? Sweaty, very sweaty. What are you doing? I'm, I'm doing a radio show, mate. Have you been listening? Oh. Well, no. Oh. I've just turned in, and now I'm listening, but I wonder what you're doing before to be sweaty. I'm, I'm, I'm sat in, an, in a hot air-conditioned studio, uh, uh, the, uh, sorry, a hot studio that, where the air-conditioning doesn't work, arguing with idiots. That's what I'm doing. It's tough at the top. I've got a word. Right, what do, go, go, let's hear it. Fly. What? Like a bird, fly. You fly, fly is already in existence. That uh, pretty fly for a white guy. Thanks very much for calling. Flies already in his voice. <laughs> Here's the thing I'm finding, right? That the easier the phone in, <laughs> the more morons we... Please stop texting me about this made-up gif! You don't show them um, emotion. Please stop t- texting about gif, because I'm not buying it for one second. Good evening, Ian. Good evening, Good evening, Ian. Ian. What have you got for us, buddy? I've got a word for you. Here which, uh, we I, go! <laughs> which I hope you'll like. Yes. It's a mixture of two words. Oh. Fantastic and uh, fabulous. Yes. And the word is fantabulous. Thanks for calling, Ian. Thank you for calling. Uh, it's the sound of a head on a microphone. Guys... Do you want me to try and explain it again? Can you... Uh, maybe I'm... Maybe I haven't explained it properly, Catherine. You you explain it. We're trying to invent a new word. You know, invent meaning using one that hasn't been used before. Yeah. So, fly, fantastic... I mean, they're all great words. They're all great words, and it's nice to hear them. But in this particular phone-in, we want to use a word that hasn't been used before, that doesn't already have a meaning. Okay. Let's try again, guys. Let's all calm down. Take some deep breaths. It's got very heated. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Let's try again. Here we go. Here we go. Let's go to a break, please. 
Dead of Night Discourse for Disco Queens. I'm related to Jedward and Dolly Parton. Dairy Farmers aye, aye. and Distant Fathers. Yeah, whatever. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. Doing lots of things that we don't know about, we can't control. On Talk Radio. Yes, great. That guy's my favourite caller. That guy at the end, I think it's called Anthony. Oh, he's my, he's my favourite of... Uh, Half an hour, we have Dennis Le Corriere on, um, from Dr. Hook, doing a, doing a tour, uh, he's doing a, bizarrely, I think his bass player is, he used to be the guitarist in Cardiacs, we mentioned that last week when we thought, I thought Dennis was coming on, I was a week early, um, but I love Dennis, and I love Dr. Hook, and, um, strangely enough, so does Jason Cundy's boy, he, he, he's a big Dr. Hook fan, I've got to get a record signed for him, that's, uh, that's what we need to do. That's what we need to do. Um, I've been arguing with um, a fraudster online today who's been posting in Monkey's um, Facebook pages. He's got some signed um, Monkey's pictures for sale. Oh. The worst, crappiest fakes I have ever seen in my life. And there's one site. I know the people that write, you can post it on there. And they go, what do you think of this? And they go, well, Mickey's looks okay, but Mike's is obviously fake. And they can really <coughs> break it down. And um, uh, they just went, they, everyone just laughed and went, they are awful. So I was, I was teasing this guy and um, uh, was saying, I'm interested. It's a lot of money. How I've much got, is he charging? Uh, for, for, for a signed picture of all four monkeys, $350. That's pretty good. You could get a lot more than that. I'm going, well, I'm, I'm not sure. I've, I've got to check with my wife. And would you send to the UK and all of that? And then I just called him out. I said, you dirty, no good fraudster. Them's fakes. Them. How, how dare you slag off my business, sir? You better apologize. Them's fakes, you thief. Thing is, someone will see him and go for three hundred fifty dollars because it's just about affordable. Three hundred fifty dollars for I'll have that. Yeah. Fakes, absolute fakes. Good evening, Errol. Good evening, Ian. How's the devil are you? I've got a bit of a frog in my throat, Errol. Yeah, I could tell. Have we spoken before? No, first time caller. Fantastic. What have you got for us tonight, sir? Um. I've just walked in from the pub and I heard uh, mention of words, new words, words you haven't heard before. Catherine, please, could you explain to him before I lose my rag? We're inventing words. No. Oh, I think I've spotted your rag in. Is it on the top shelf? Um. We're using words or inventing words for good that aren't already in common usage. Is that okay? What we're doing is, so, like, like, wicked has been corrupted to mean good, um, sick has been corrupted to mean good, bad has been corrupted to mean good. We are trying to corrupt a word to mean good. Oh, you're corrupting an existing word. That's well, correct. aren't we also... Oh, go on. Uh, Ian, if I may, may I? You mate. Oh, thank you. You're so polite. Thank you, um, sir. I'm, I'm polite with those who, um, deserve it. Ah. Oh. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, a word that um, actually was introduced to me by you that I'd never heard anyone use in oh, this context, okay. and I use it all the time, and it always gets a laugh. Yes. Is spaff, as in spaffing off. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> spaffing off, it's great, isn't it? It's well, it like can also that. be a noun. Yeah, to spaff. No. What's the noun? This is spaff. Verb is, verb is a doing word, isn't it? Yes. Verb yeah. is a spaff. So the noun, word. the noun, this, yes. spaff. This spaff here. Oh, I do. I do like a good spaff. But that's the problem. But spaff means ejaculate or ejaculant. 
And, um... Can't you, say that on this morning. You can't say that to Philip Schofield. Philip Schofield would never have ejaculated, so you can't... You, he won't have. So you can't. You can't say that. So, no. Oh. You're not allowing it. No, I'm not, I'm not having your spouse, now. Oh. Can I ask you one question, Ian? I'm, I'm building up a dossier of, uh, of, uh, of uh, your lifestyle choices. Okay. So, this, so it must um, be a very empty dossier if we've never spoken before. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's a general dossier made up of Ian's. Yeah. Um, you're the last Ian on the list. I've okay, okay. To, Which um, other Ian's have you spoken to? Ian McKellen, Ian, um... Oh, you know. There's loads, isn't there? Ian, um... That Ian, Ian who I work with. If I had a job. Ah, can I just say very quickly, thank, thank you to Carol. Um... We Not got the some French girl I used to go out with. Um, she could be. She Come tweeted. On. Apparently, GIF was a made-up product for April Fool's Day in 1937, and there's been confusion ever since with the SIF Gosh. product. That makes sense. Thank you, Carol. And there's loads of Ian's. Uh, sorry. Is that GIF with the J? Well, GIF was the was, well, yeah, We've had lots of people tonight pretending that SIF used to be called GIF, and I will not. I will not um, hear a word of that nonsense. Well, you know that in, in Turkish, if a word is written C-I-F, it's actually pronounced GIF, the C is pronounced as a G. OK, but, but the actual... That may give you some insight. Into, into the minds of know. a Turk. Now, steady on. I know that there's a Greek-Turk um, dispute. Yeah, there certainly is, isn't it? And um, But I've got one more question, if you'll allow me. Yes. Um, what would you say is your most annoying characteristic? Um, being a radio host? Mine is that I don't care what anyone else says and I just want to convey my thoughts. Mine is probably being a radio host. No, I think that's endearing. Okay, well, thanks for calling. All the best. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> you cut him off mid-kiss. I don't, <laughs> I don't care about that. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Um, I think I'm going to buy a CB radio again. I think you are as well. And I'm going to use the money from this. F- I'm going to use the money from Lights Out, the uh, the uh, show on Saturday night. Two tickets left. We sold thirty three tickets out of thirty five. Will I be able to get in? Yes, you. Yes, you can get in. Yes, you'll get in. Daniel Rain is coming. Um, all the all the big names coming. There's not going to be any touching in the dark, is there? No, 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 no. Here's, here's what's happening, and it's actually happening, and I was getting really nervous about it, but na- but now I'm not nervous, because now I, I've been practising. I know how to make it work. Um, so people will come in. Uh, there will be no chairs, so you will sit and, or lie on the floor. Bring a pillow if you want, or a yoga mat, something like that. Oh, yeah, Bit of a whack. Um, uh, it will be... Um, we we want to black it out, but I don't think it will be completely black. It will be dark, OK? It'll be, there'll be no lights. Um, I will be using my laptop to um, as a radio, and I will be playing the radio. We've got two tickets left. If you want to come, ticketsource.co.uk slash ian-lee. Ticketsource.co.uk slash ian-lee. And it's my last London performance of 2017. Uh, by the way, uh, tickets for Luton have gone on sale. I think it's Sunday, December the 3rd or 4th. We're playing in Luton. Um, Wolverhampton is on sale, which I think is Saturday, November the 4th. 
and um, Scunthorpe and Hull. We're going to Scunthorpe in a little over a week. Um, and you, we're at Cafe Independent in Scunthorpe. And in Hull, we're at Cardamom 94. Catherine and I will be appearing, and you can come and um, uh, press some flesh, hand flesh. And um, we will be recording some rabbit hole shows, and as always, we'll be sticking around. What have you got in your... Uh, you've got glitter in your... This is what happens when you've got the eyelash. little girls. Sorry? I've, there's always stray glitter everywhere. Has he gone? Uh, open your eye. No, it's it's there. It's annoying mm. me. Could you look in the mirror and remove it, please? It's, it's not suitable in the workplace. Two disco for you. Uh, you got another twenty minutes to call in, and then we got Dennis on. And trust me, it, n- no one's going to get a word in edgewise. Oh three, there it is. It's on your finger now. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the phone number. This is Talk Radio. Neon lit night talk for torch singers, trolley dollies, and train wrecks like me. Mm. Never know just where the conversation will take you. What I'm going to say sounds ridiculous. The late night alternative. With Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. If Paul wants to phone up and apologise to me, I will happily accept that because I'm a, I'm a very very big man. Gosh, you uh, really don't have to do that. I'm learning. I'm learning, and if he wants to, then I will. Um, I will. I will do that. Um, I've written down the word penis on my list of stories from the newspaper. Uh, oh, this is interesting. <clears throat> Lukaku tackle chance tackled. Penis song racist. Okay, this is interesting, right? And um, I'm, I'm keen to get thoughts on this. Manchester United yesterday came under pressure to stop a racist chant by its fans about the size of Romelu Lukaku's todger. Equality campaigners Kick It Out described the song as offensive and discriminatory and warned those caught singing it will be punished. The the um, chant sung to the tune of the Stone Roses Made of Stone. How, how was the tune of Made of Stone? Mm-hmm. Oh, so it goes like this then. Romelu Lukaku... He's our Belgian scoring genius. He's got a 24-inch penis. Scoring all the goals. (laughs) Kick It Out um, said, Racist stereotypes are never acceptable, irrespective of any intention to show support for a player. This is interesting. This is genuinely really interesting, Mike. Um, United confirmed it is working with the group and the FA to address the issue. Not the Stone Roses with the Kick It Out. Belgian striker Lukaku, 24, has scored seven goals since joining the Red Devils. Uh, uh, Fan Scott Patterson called it a cheap and insulting stereotype. Um, Stephen Gill said, this is pure, best, racist, worst. Other fans defended the song. Jimmer 80 said, how is singing about the size of one's manhood racist? Now, here's the interesting thing. Um, Because he's he's a black gentleman. Mm -hmm. I Um, deduced that. It wasn't about him being Belgian. Hello, Paul. Hello. I just want to create love and peace. I hate to go to sleep on an argument with anyone. I just want to say love and peace to you. I accept your apology. I just want to create love and peace. No hard feelings. I hate going to bed in an argument. It's wrong. Say the word sorry and we'll be fine. I apologise for anything you think I've accused you for. You either say sorry and you're sorry or you're not. And if you're not, that's fine. But 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 you weren't listening to the show at any point tonight. I am sorry that I might have got the 
the point of the show wrong by not using an original word? That, no, 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 right, and the thing about me saying that I thought you were going to drill my teeth out, which I didn't say? No, well, I think maybe you might have been implying something. No, things. no, was not implying anything. I was you saying... You understand why I thought that, though? Yeah, because you're an idiot. I was no. saying I had a caller who once, th- several times, threatened me physical harm, and I preferred him over you. I didn't say that you were threatening physical harm, I didn't say no, that you were no, training to be a dentist. why some listeners might think that. No, no, I can't. I, I can't, because cause, cause I didn't, I, I didn't, in any, all I said was, this caller I used to threaten physical harm, and I still preferred talking to him than I do to you. It's not in I any way... Anyone. No, and I'm not saying you... I'm gonna... Ah! I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that you are, Paul. Literally, I'm not you saying that. You understand why people might understand I can understand... That, though, you're right. Said. All right. Yeah, all right. I can understand why a, an absolute idiot might understand that. Yeah, and there yeah. are idiots out there. You're one of them. Yeah, I might be an idiot. No, yeah. I'm not an idiot. Well, hang on, I'm but you thought... Idiot, you you thought... understand why people might no, think that. No, I can understand why idiots might think that, and you thought that, so you must be an idiot. No, I just get an idea what some listeners no, might think. No, no, I don't, no, 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 you thought that. You thought that. Okay, I apologise, I say I'm sorry, let's go to bed and love them. There we go. Is that sorted out? Fine, he apologised. Good, I appreciate that. I'm the bigger man. Um, because years and years ago, 14 years ago, when I did this breakfast television programme called Rise, that no one watched, but I loved, we were going to have... Um, oh, God, what was his name? Linford Christie. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it was at the time... He, 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 uh, Linford Christie, I think his, his running career had come to an end. And we, we, the producers had an idea we were going to do a thing about his lunchbox. Lunchbox, that's all everyone talked we about. His lunchbox. But he he had recently come out saying that the talk of his, his lunchbox, saying he had a big penis, was racist. Right. Because of the racial stereotype that people have that black men have big willies. Well, I remember the lunchbox because it was quite visible. Yep, 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 yep. Um, but uh, his argument was that by focusing on the lunchbox, um, this is how I remember it. It was a long time ago, but I, I'm pretty sure this is how it was explained to me. That by focusing on the, on the lunchbox, we, w- we would be, f- uh, society was, um, Focusing on the racial stereotype that black black men have bigger penises than white men. Mm. Now, I have absolutely no idea if that is if if that stereotype is based on truth or not. I've got absolutely no idea. Um, but it is in some way saying that black men are different mm-hmm. because we believe the society believes they have bigger penises than well, white people. It also objectifies them. Yeah. The objectification at the time wasn't the problem. It was the it was the uh, the racism of it. Yeah. And at the time, I didn't get it, and I kind of thought, "Oh, man, it's sour grapes." And over time, every now and then, I don't know all the time. I'm not lost sleep over it. Every now and then, though, that that incident, and I don't, I don't think he came on in the end, so it was a moot point. But that incident just keeps popping up my head. And I keep reassessing it, and then it just goes back down, and then maybe a year later it will come up, and then it'll go back down. And over time, I get it. I, yeah. I get it. Of course I get it. I get it now. I, get, I totally get it now. And so, and, unless 
these football fans have actual evidence that um that mr lukaku does have a huge penis yeah um then it is then it is based on a on a racial stereotype that black men are different i think you could argue that linford christie was based on the power of people's eyes rather than an assumption whereas yeah you're right uh, but then again people weren't used to seeing those lycra suits so much were they no. i mean when i was growing up they that was quite a new thing because it was always like short shorts wasn't it for but then before. where does where does matthew dilly fit in all of this you know matthew dilly I know it rhymes with has a ten foot willy. Yeah, but you it showed like... it. You showed it to the girl next door. She thought it was a snake. She hit it with a rake, and now it's only five foot four. Oh, I thought it was my friend Billy. Yeah, don't know. I think maybe we had a kid at our school called Matthew Dilly, but he was white. Now it's only five foot four. Jeez. Um. So I, I get it. Yeah, I get. I, I get it. it. I get why that is. Is is is, is um, unless there is actual evidence that Mr. Lukaku is it, it has a huge penis, you are saying he is black. And he is different. Mm-hmm. He is he is uh, he is physically different because of his his racial heritage. And I get it. I get it. Um, and it's in the sun. I'm surprised the sun get it as well. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Good evening, Dennis. Good evening. You're getting some right crap on tonight, aren't you? Well, it's exactly um, ten minutes to twelve. The worst crap is coming on. Good. Not from me. Um. Yes, from you. I've got a request to you. A request? Yeah, I know, a request. Yes, or a question. Can I kick the bucket and you're not going to pay anything? Yes. I want a nice, full tribute with a sign of which says, Bored to Death, by you. Okay. Um, okay. So, the thing is, when you die, I get the money. Yeah, no, we'll spend it on a decent... No, God, no, I'm going to spend it on, um, um, drugs. Well, that will keep you going, won't it? Yeah, it would do me the world of good. You don't take drugs, surely? Well, Dennis, I don't, but I might do just to, to, to overcome the grief of losing such a great friend as you. Well, there we are. Listen to this, boy. When you when you're in Luton again? Uh, we're in Luton December the 3rd or 4th. I might get down to see you if I can get transport. Your name? Well, if you can, your name will be on the door, Dennis. Right, and don't remember to put me in the bloody middle like you did last time. Well, you're going to be sit up on sit up on stage with me and Kath. We'll operate you like a ventriloquist dummy. Yeah, well, you come down and kiss me. Do we have to um, put, a, put a, a ticket for nursey on the door as well? No, no. Thanks for calling, Dennis. Bye-bye. He'll be dead by then. He won't be there. There's, there's, there's no way that guy's going to be there. If he's not there, we'll just get a picture <laughs> of him in a frame. There's no way that is uh, he's going to be there. Buddy, the talking parrot, mimicked his owner to order online shopping via Amazon's Alexa voice-controlled system. (laughs) Okay. Shocked Corian Pretorius could not work out how she had requested a £10 set of gift boxes until she realised her African grey had bought them. The five-year-old pet impersonated one of her conversations and placed the order while she was out. Now, here's the thing. I don't believe this, because I can't... Uh, here we go. Let me, let's, let's, hang on. On my phone. Um, hello. What do I say? Hey, Siri. Oh, it works. I don't understand. I works. Hey, I should search the web for it. <sighs> hey, Siri. How old is Ian Lee? Did you mean Christian Lee? No, Ian Lee. 
Okay. Yeah. Siri? Hey. Hey, Siri. How old is Ian Lee? Did you mean Christy? Jesus Christ. Really Christy no. Lee. How old is Ian Lee? I don't know Christian Lee. I, I don't wanna. <laughs> I don't care about Christian bloody Lee. Hey, Jesus. Hey Siri. Forget Christian Lee. How old am I? I don't know Christian Lee. Hey. No one's listening tonight, are they? I'm getting more sense out of this than I get from uh, Stoke Poges. It's not saying a lot. Hey Siri. How old is Catherine Boyle? I don't know Catherine Boyle's age. Right. Boyle's. Hey, hey, Siri, I thought you were supposed to look it up online. Hey, Siri, I, I thought you were supposed to look it up online when I asked you a question, you tit. I don't know what that means. Jeez. If you like, I can search the web for. I thought you were supposed to look it up online when I ask you a question, you tit. <laughs> Am I doing this wrong? Am I? This is what I'm saying. I can't believe a parrot. I can't believe a parrot could order something when Siri. Hey Siri. Tell me how old the radio presenter. Ian Lee is. My web search turned something up for how old the radio presenter Ian Lee is. Have a look. Right, you've just, you just basically gone and picked out the story from the BBC about when I was accused of being a racist oh, and um, Wikipedia. So. She's thinking, I dumped that button. find, don't you go and what? yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't believe this parrot story because I can't even. I thought Siri was supposed to do everything. I thought she was supposed to be your mate. She knows how many steps you've done. Let's see. Uh, hey Siri, how many steps have I done today? I can't answer that on your iPhone, but you can find it in the help down. Jesus. Absolute rubbish. What a lazy cow. Um, the five, uh, the Buddy activated her £150 Amazon Echo smart speaker, which connects to the internet shopping giant's artificial intelligence hub. Users can shout commands at it to control heating, order a takeaway, or access a host of other services. It can even tell the name of radio celebrities and ages. Footage filmed by South African-born... Corrienne now shows Buddy squawking Alexa <laughs> in her voice. Say what? Alexa! <laughs> the bird adds in the film Oh, so Oh, um, hang on, Alexa! As Buddy shrieks, the top of the device on a shelf next to his cage can be seen to be lighting up blue, showing just how the shopping was made. That is, that is rubbish. Full shine. Uh, she, she said, when I came home on Sunday, I could hear Buddy talking, but couldn't quite make out what he was saying. Then I heard Alexa say, sorry, I didn't quite get that. 
<laughs> Buddy said, Alexa! And some gibberish, and the ma- machine replied, What is it you want to order? I didn't hear what happened after that and didn't think anything of it, you idiot, until I got a notification that my Amazon order had been placed. I hadn't ordered anything. I asked my husband and my son, who didn't know what I was talking about. So then I asked Alexa, what was my last order? And she said it was these golden gift boxes. I laughed out loud because I knew that it was Buddy. Buddy is hilarious. We have a cat and he mimics that too. He's such an attention seeker. He also swears in Afrikaans. Oh, Flipping. That's particularly nasty. Oh, God. Um, we have Dennis LeCourier from Dr. Hook on and uh, does solo stuff as well. All that kind of. We'll, we'll have him on. We'll just have a chat. We'll talk about music. We'll talk about life. We'll talk about bloody parrots. Um, you're welcome to call in and chat if you want. 0344 I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. Talk Radio. Um, we'll phone up Dennis just after uh, the news. 0344 thousand if you want to phone up and you can chat to us about anything doesn't have to be about music can be whatever you want i'm ian lee this is talk radio across the uk online and on dab take a far out trip into the twilight zone of late night radio with ian unmissable late night radio with the original king of unconventional conversation make contact with ian lee the Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Right, 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 right. Let us um, dial Dennis Le Courier. Um, I've, done, I've, done, I've deleted the whole number. Right, hang on. Um, you'll know him, of course, from Dr. Hook. He's done some cracking solo records as well. And um, he's, he's, he's one of the good guys. He's one of the good guys. Very generous with his time and with his thoughts. And uh, let's see if we got the right week. Hello. Hello, Dennis LaCourier. Hey, hello. Ah, we got the week right. I'm so sorry, man. I got My head is, as you know, for various reasons, is all over the place. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So yeah. I, was, I was a week out last week. Well, yeah, because I said to you, what do you want to do? You want to do this on the week of the 18th, and you said, how about the 20th? And then when, uh, you know, it's funny, man, because I got home and Sam was listening, and then she saw a tweet where you said, you know, (laughs) Dennis is on at at 12, and she tweeted me. She said, is this true? (laughs) And that's why, because I thought, and I said, I'm glad you told me that, because what if I would have nodded out and I would have woke up on the air? You know, I couldn't have said, leave me alone, please. We'll do this another day. No, you're you're absolutely right. We'd said the, we even said Wednesday the 20th. It was in several sentences. You picked it. You yeah, chose yeah. that time. I'm an idiot. And all I was going to do was iron some clothes and be ready to go on. That's all I was going to do. Um, how come you're a night person? Because you, because you, I always say, why don't you come on at the start of the show and you know, ah, midnight's better. And you, you kind of, you, you're up through the night, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would come on earlier. That's not a problem. You know what I thought? I thought you would just save it into where you were positive nobody was listening. <laughs> you know, but <laughs> no, I, you know, I don't know. I like, I talk to you anytime. You know, yeah. we. We speak so rarely personally, yep. although we like each other, so that when I, it's like, you know, when you don't see somebody for a long time and yep. then you get, you see them and you say about a million things and then when you hang up, you go, oh, there was still about a million that I wanted to say. That's why we have this running joke. At least I don't take it seriously. You guys may think it's true for some reason that I dominate the, <laughs> the conversation, you know, <laughs> but I like talking to you, man. Oh, I really do. And I, yeah. and I love it as well and you 
but you, uh, you know, we, we we don't get to catch up with each other properly. But you, you know, and, and there's stuff going on that I went on about on air. But you, you offer you, you, you kind of share your wisdom and your experience with stuff that's similar stuff that you've gone through, and um, and it, I appreciate. It. And it's it is, I tell you what's weird, Dennis. Right? Yeah. Is because. I did used to listen to you when I was like seven, eight years old, you know, because right, right, my, right. as you know, you met my mum. Uh, my, my family, my mother used to listen to me when I was seven or eight <laughs> years old, too, and then she kind of gave up. Well, yeah. well, did she used to listen to you, though? Yeah. Did oh, yeah. She? My mom, my mom, it was so weird, okay, because my yeah. mother was like 19 years old when I was born. Yeah. So she was a kid, and she had young friends, and they listened to music, and so by the time I was four, five, six, she was still a very young girl, yeah. and she liked singers like Sam Cooke and Johnny Mathis and Dinah Washington and Chet Baker, really great singers. And she wasn't a musician and she wasn't uh, a singer, but she, uh, what I grew up around was this really young appreciation, excited appreciation about music. Mm. You know what I mean? That's what I got. None of the skills, none of the, and so maybe, maybe that's what rubbed off on me rather than my mother was a piano and she made me take piano lessons at that point i would have joined the army you, know? you just reminded me that my because my i i didn't re, i never really did the maths until i was a lot older that my mum was nine 18 or 19 when she had my sister yeah and so she would have been 22 um when she had me yeah. and you're right a, a babies having babies she was a kid and i yeah, never, yeah, it yeah, wasn't yeah. until i got, hey, I got look, man i you know my son my son is older than me now you know <laughs> so if you do if you do the math i you know when i was about 20 you know he was on his way yeah. and and you know you don't know man really i lived i lived you know i used to play in these bars uh, even a little bit before i met the guys in hook that's where i met them yeah. but i used to sit in these bars and make a little money and i i you know got married and had a baby when we were still playing in this tough little place for sixty dollars a week and you know my rent was about that a month and that seemed to work out i think that was the economy back then that your your monthly rent should never be more than you make a week or yeah. something and, and i was hitting it right on and the place had mice and everything you know and i would learn how to trap them silently and, and you know it was really oh, wow. weird but i'd come home yeah. in, at three o'clock in the morning all right yeah and my baby at that point was just about to wanted to be fed about that time and so it kind of was perfect i'd play six sets a night and i'd come home and walk up the hill and there it was and i'd go in and i'd say don't worry honey i'll do this yeah. and i'd you know feed the baby and lots of times he'd stay up till 11 a.m yeah. and i'd be going oh my god yeah. but it seemed to be perfect and I was 19 or 20, and it seemed to be perfect because it's all I knew. Mm. You know what I mean? And you do. At any point along the line there, you think, well, this is how it is, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and you accept it. You know what I mean? You accept it. And that's a little bit like being on the tube and going, well, I guess we're here. Well, I guess we're here. Well, I guess we're here. I mean... You know, Let me ask you a thing, right? The thing, I've, I, I've heard other people say this, and I've thought about it a lot, right? And it's, you know, I've got a few quid in the bank now, and I've, I've nearly paid off the mortgage, and, I, you know, so I'm sort of all right. But for me, and I've heard this from other people, the my most favourite part of my career was just before it took off 
just before yeah, I got yeah, that break, yeah, when I was yeah. when I was struggling, when I was skin, but I was full of optimism. I was I was dumb. I was naive, and it was just before it took off, and just as it started to. That's the fav- my favorite part of the last twenty five thirty years. I know, me too, and I'll tell you why that happens. Because first of all, you haven't been kicked in the bollocks yet yeah. so many times that you want to quit. Yeah, yeah. And the other thing is, you just you're just doing it. You know what I mean? You have no. Yeah, it's not really, you're just doing it. You don't, the bad, none of the bad reviews have come in. You don't have any of these opinions. You don't even care. You're kind of just doing it. And you have nothing to live up to yet. Because yeah. I remember having a hit record, and we would hug each other and look deeply into each other's eyes and think, oh, my God, now we have to have another one, don't we? Is that, is <laughs> that know? true? And that you could that goes. You, and then you set a standard for yourself. You couldn't and, enjoy and that. You, you couldn't enjoy having like, a massive... Hit. How long could you enjoy having a number one hit before thinking, geez, we've got to do it again, man? Of course, of course. Hey, and it's not even you that says that. It's the record label yeah. that goes, you know how much it costs us to get that one record up there at the top of the charts? You have to have more, you mm. know? And uh, it's just the thing, man. It's just, you know, uh, I like anything that seems like it's a metaphor for life. Because the older I get, you can look at it a lot of different ways, but philosophically is probably your best bet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You know, because I was just saying, I was just saying earlier that, you know, when I was a kid, everything behind me was behind me. And it was almost the reason I was moving forward. And now my past informs my future greatly. You know what I mean? And, And it makes me think. Yeah, okay. Well, I know that already. You know what I mean? I kind of know what to be afraid of. If I've seen it before, probably not going to kill me. Going to annoy the hell out of me again for a while, but probably not going to kill me. And so my past really informs me. And when you're a kid, you're running from that. You know, I remember being on the cover of Rolling Stone. Somebody said to me the other day, so when you guys were on the cover of Rolling Stone, was that really cool? I said, yeah, but the thing for me was that I was like 20 years old we were a bar band 15 minutes before that and just before that they were kicking me out of high school yeah. so i didn't have a whole hell of a lot to say in rolling stone <laughs> you, know what I mean? you see the um rolling St- rolling stone magazine's gone up for sale you seen that jan wenner is is selling rolling stone because really? no one buys magazines anymore i bet they don't i yeah. bet they don't and they probably killed themselves a little bit themselves by doing their online thing yeah see that's the thing you eat yourself but you know he probably has all to do with that and he probably has something to do with if magazines ever start selling in on mars they all have all that stuff yeah, covered yeah. now you man just like holograms you know everybody has a hologram now just in case they <laughs> hurt themselves <laughs> um hey man kath's here with me hi hey kath Listen, I know that you sit there quietly and probably get even more rest than Ian does when I'm on. <laughs> but I, I also know that, you know, you sit there and you, the you wait to, to, you know, firmly catch our leader if he occasionally slips from the throne. You there know what go. I mean? I get that. And you know what the, that slipping thing is, Ian? Yep. It's the velvet. Too much velvet. Velvet clothes, velvet seat. <laughs> it, no traction. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's not even an emotional thing. It's purely cosmetic and material so. um do you get do you get bored with it do you get bored doing the same do you get here's the thing right do you get frustrated that you're always introduced as 
Doctor from Doctor Hook. It's Den- or Dennis Le Corrier from Doctor Hook. So that's kind of like your surname is from Doctor Hook. Yeah, and uh, sure, sure. you can you can do a concert and you can have. And I know you've done some brilliant solo albums, right? And and but if you you can do songs from that and and, and they'll get well received. But it, it, people want Sylvia's mother. Does that ever get? That must get a bit frustrating. That, that yes, it's like they can't hear what you've done friend, in the last ten years. Yes, and you know something when it felt frustrating for me, when it felt like, oh come on, what do you mean you remember who I used to be? I'm 36 years old. Yeah. You know, when it got to be that, I stopped doing it because there's no sense taking it out on the audience. Yeah. What you still like me? Would you leave me alone? <laughs> you know, you can't do it, man. You know, once you start despising your audience for enjoying what you do Uh-oh. or wanting to go back with in time with you because yeah. that's where they met you, then you got to walk away. And at this point in my life, man, I put out the solo albums. I did some acting. I mean, you know, I'm not a big aspirations guy. I've been pretty organic. I've let one thing lead to another. And sometimes it's been a disaster, but a lot of times it's been like, wow, you know, this is really cool. And so that's what I've kind of done. And yeah, Hook's always been in the middle of that, but I took my chances, man. I went out there solo for 10 years with three guitars and sang new stuff. And I tell you you were talking about also when you feel the most creative yeah one of the most creative periods in my life when i really found felt like a quote artist unquote was somewhere there in my solo career where i'd had an album out or just before it and and i was actually going out on stage and playing to a reasonably sized you know audience playing new songs yeah and then they'd like them, and then I'd record them. Mm. And then they'd come out, and that seemed like the proper chain of events to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? It really did. And for a little while, that actually occurred. But, man, I tell you, at this point in my life, at this point in my life, I have the luxury, and it really is one, of knowing when I walk out on stage that there's going to be a packed house, and that's the part that could go up or down. But the thing I really know is there's going to be someone out there and they really like this stuff man Mm. they really really do and that has never embarrassed me the only thing that ever embarrassed me if it's if i were to let myself atrophy in the face of that yeah oh it's popular get me a blue shirt they love the blue shirt i know what 20 songs i'm gonna sing till i throw up i then you leave it alone until that's not how you feel i tell you what i find fascinating right is um uh you've got a brilliant new band now yeah Um, yeah, great unbelievable john paul i say to them you know i'm gonna walk the tightrope just keep the rope tight and man they're unbelievably good and nice people too nice to be with in those conditions (laughs) is it who's is it john paul is he playing your bass yes right yes now i i sort of used to know john i know in another lifetime he told me to say hello to you and thank you for reminding me no he was in the uh he was in cardiacs and he was in in the the wild hearts as well i know and and the funny thing about that (laughs) and you know he plays with willie dowling in dowling pool yeah and willie's brilliant and you know and subversive in any everything and these guys in their own environment they're like 
I don't know. I, I don't even know what to say. It's not goth. It's brilliant music. I mean, it's brilliant. Oh, it's, it's psychedelic. Music. It's rock. It's pop. It's it's, yeah. it's yeah, nuts. Yeah, yeah. But then, but then it makes me laugh because they really like being in Doctor Hook, <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's really cool. Yeah, man. it is it, because you never know. You never know who's paying attention you really really don't and and you know and the funny thing is the funny thing is and i've said this uh, a couple of times in the last month or so somewhere because it's it's dawned on me but we all spend our whole lives beating ourselves up for stuff we shouldn't have done mm. stuff we should have done we really do for mistakes we would have made and at this point in my life i don't feel like I'm falling back or leaning too heavily on my past when I say this is a golden opportunity mm. for me to celebrate one of the few things I apparently did right, <laughs> you know? And that's how I'm taking it now. Yeah. That's another thing I'm really learning to do is extrapolate, not delude, not delude myself into it, but extrapolating the good news. If it weren't, you know, Dr. Hook, oh man, and there's a lot of things and politics and emotions that go along because yeah. it was my whole life. And then I can sit down and go, but I can give you a handful of really cool things that happened there that still affect my life positively. Uh, we've got some, you know? we've got some, uh, got some calls. You're right to take calls, aren't you? I love that. I actually, I actually DM'd you, you before did? we went on and yeah. said, can we, can we take calls or is it, is it disastrously, uh, well, you know. who knows? It's, it's been a tense night tonight on the phones. Let's see what we've got. We've got Sandra on the line. Hello, Sandra. Hi, man. How are oh, you? Oh, it's Sandra. Sandra oh, phoned me up the other day and said, oh, is there any chance of getting Dennis from Dr. Hook on the show? I went, oh, Sandra, <laughs> there's every oh, chance. Sandra. Did you really, do you have that kind of power over him? That's great. That's unbelievable. I'm going to oh, shut up. De you Dennis, talk to him. I saw you for the first time in Kelvin Grove. Yeah. I've been up in Glasgow. Um, last, last that was year. amazing. Yeah. Uh -huh. that no, was this the year first time you ever saw me? Yep. What yep. took you yep. so long? Man? How exactly. long does the guy have to live before you show up? No, I'm glad you were there. Do you know, you know, do you, I don't know what night you were there. Maybe both nights, but I the asked the night. audience, I, I asked the audience if maybe they thought, because it was June and it was that nice outdoor venue and everybody was happy, if we should make that Kelvin Grove thing uh, an annual event. And everybody seemed very positive. Well, we, we've just put, I think, maybe, maybe on this Friday, tickets go on sale for Kelvin Grove on, on June 16th. So we actually Ooh. have made it an annual event at least once so far. Yeah, so but we, you, that well, was such a great crowd. That was such a good, was, good audience. And yeah. didn't you see the great thing? It was people from of all ages. I was sitting next to an eight-year-old with their parents, and no, and there was seventy-year-old and sixty-year-old. I know. You know why that is? You know why that is? It's you guys that have kept this whole thing going. I, I swear it. to you, man. I did what I can over the years, Aww. but there's families, original, original fans, okay, and then they pass the music on to their kids, and they yeah. pass it on to their their kids and them on to their kids and those last three generations don't care who we used to be they only care how it is now yeah. and so mm -hmm. i love that i absolutely you know i get a tweet from people saying uh, i'm uh, 21 years old and i'm probably the youngest fan here tonight and i say i bet you're not <laughs> really truthfully and i'm not yeah. blowing my own horn but it really is lovely to know when i see people post things like i'm so excited i just got a ticket for my sister and me and my mom and my dad and i think well 
Mm-hmm. You know, okay, that's that's great. That's absolutely great. We, At this we, point we, in my we're life, we're coming to see you in October. Like you're coming down to Carlisle. You're coming down to Carlisle in October. Oh, you are you. good. Good. Yeah, we're yeah. going to play. It starts next week in Cardiff, the first show, and uh-huh. we got like forty-three shows in the next couple of months. It's oh, you know the promoter. Excellent. The promoter said, "I think the promoter asked my manager Adrian, would it be okay with Dennis? You know, talking like I was doddering and old. Would it be okay <laughs> with Dennis if maybe once in a while we did four or five nights in a row?" And Adrian checked with me, and I said, "Yeah, that'll be fine as we're rolling along." So mm-hmm. we're all four and five nights in a row. So, <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But it's I, I'm really happy. This is like an extension of the tour we did last year. And last year we were in mm-hmm. Aberdeen and Edinburgh and mm-hmm. Glasgow. I mean, we played f- four different cities in in mm-hmm. uh, Scotland. And then you guys came back six months later and did the two sellout nights at Kelvin Grove. So oh, I have no complaints that. with Scotland, my dear. <laughs> good, good, good. It's my birthday today, by the way. Oh, so, oh is it? Yeah. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Yeah. Thank you. I'll tell you what, I won't, I, won't even, I won't ask you how old you are. I'll just tell you no, how old worry. I am, all right? And that'll make you feel so much better. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm 68. I'm 68, oh, and uh, but you know what they say? They say that 70 is the new 40, and you know what I say? <laughs> Why the hell didn't you tell me that when I was 30? You know what I mean? I would have had so much longer to live. <laughs> Thanks for the information now. Thank you. Thank you, dear. Sandra, you calling. you've just been Dennis. Ian, yes, Ian, go Ian, on. I hope you're feeling better, because I saw your tweet this morning. Uh, I was about you. I'm all right. You're Don't right. you worry about me. I'll be fine, Sandra, but thank you very much indeed. Uh, Jay's, Jay's called in. I've got no idea what Jay wants. Hello, Jay. I don't know what I want either, to be honest. Hey, Jay. Hey, Jay. This is Dennis. And, you know, Ian only likes to talk to me because he gets to give his golden throat a, a rest. <laughs> so so maybe maybe he wants you to deal with me. And I realize I have no idea who you are. And that could have been the worst thing I've ever said. But can I help you at all? Uh, that's definitely not the case. Um, I can't say I even knew who you were, to be honest. About, about okay, hey, look, this does not hurt my uh, feeling. You know, go to China and ask them who I am. See how many people <laughs> applaud. You know. <laughs> go on, Jay, what do you want? Oh, well, I, I just thought I'd give you a ring, Ian. You know, I, I, it's been years since I've heard you. I used to be one of your fans back in 2006 when I was about... 15 or something oh, no, yeah. back, I, back in those days well, why have you hang on so where, why have you not listened for the last 11 years well you, you, you left the old station i'm yeah. allowed to say the names of course you're allowed to say the, the name yeah station. yeah so you, you left lbc yeah and then i didn't know where you went you oh, know God. and then i went through my teenage moody years yeah and you know because that's normal yeah and then yeah here i am as a adults now and I, I just found you I found you I used to actually call you up on Triple M back in the day yeah 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 uh, what did you use, what did you used to do what, what 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 was your your party piece oh I got banned by you about three or four times Oh, um, I got banned three or four times. <laughs> Effective banning, then. I love people with that kind of reputation. Yeah, you'll love me. I get thrown out parties everywhere I go, you know what I mean? <laughs> well, Jay, I'm glad, you f- I'm glad you found me again. It's the same old rubbish. Nothing's moved on, I'm afraid. Well, is it, what happened to Verinda and Barry from Watford? Barry was, uh, Barry, well, I, I thought Barry had been murdered, but then it turns out he's on some game show called Cheap, Cheap, Cheap with Noel Edmonds, um, and right. Verinda just sends me abuse on Twitter. 
Right, well, fair enough. <laughs> so <laughs> that's that's where we are, 2017. Jay, <laughs> uh, Monday to Friday, 10 o'clock till 1 o'clock, and sometimes a little bit later, we're here. So come and join us any time. Yeah, yeah, I will. I, 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 won't, I won't try and get myself banned anymore. Okay, um, I'm going to cut you off now. <laughs> there we go, he's gone. Uh, you know, that was really, he was really lovely, you know. I, I, I'm glad I wasn't in a call box, but, you know... Uh, <laughs> Because <laughs> I don't usually carry that much change with me to tell you the truth. But no, that was that was nice. You know, I don't care. You know, I was standing in in a queue yeah. about a year or so ago. You know, trying to get uh, you know at like a Costa coffee or something. You know, and, and near where I live here, and I was just wanting to get a cup of tea. It's all I ever wanted is a cup of tea. Yeah. And and there was a guy in front of me, and he kept kind of turning around and looking at me, and <clears throat> and and finally he turned around to me and he said. Look, is it strange that you're just standing here and nobody knows who you are? And I said, well, first of all, you did. You know what I mean? And no, I'm not really standing here wondering who knows me. I'm just hoping that everybody in front of me doesn't order a panini because I just want a cup of tea. You know, but it's really amazing when people think that, and maybe some people are. I swear to you, man, and I'm not being coy. And yeah. I'm, I, I say this because I love the fact that this sort of organically happens to me yeah. but i don't carry it around with me man i mean not that i'm justin bieber or i get mobbed but no matter where i am and when people if somebody comes up and say says can we take a photo for a split second i think why oh oh yeah okay you know yeah. i mean i don't wear that i don't wear and i'm glad i don't that's my point my point is not oh what a humble guy i'm think i'm saying thank goodness that there's some respite from, you know, because when I'm on the road and I'm doing interviews and I'm doing shows, I, the first thing I hate, the first thing that wears me out is me, yeah. is my personality, <laughs> where I want to say, shut up. I'm sure after tours, when I come home, my neighbors think someone's moved in with me. You know what I mean? Because I'm probably saying things like, just get away from me. And you, I'm the only one in here. Dennis, you know? do, you, do you miss, though, like, the the pop star aspect of it, you know, being on the telly all the time and the the, the cars and the you know playing huge concerts with the uh, uh, here's what here's the question I mean: Do you miss the camaraderie of the original members of Doctor Hook becoming famous with them? You know that 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 thing of yeah. where a group oh, yeah, becomes yeah. famous well, is unique. I, I don't I don't miss it, but I cherish a lot of it. Yeah, I don't miss it, you know, because I mean. <laughs> It wouldn't be the same, but I mean, yes. And you know, when people say to me, "Can you tell me a highlight of your?" My highlight with Hook is that we were all friends. We started off as a bar band. We had no idea. Stuff just kind of happened. We went with it. We, you know, we got lucky. We met Shel Silverstein. Uh, we were kind of unique because we didn't look like each other, and we weren't really. We were irreverent, and we played with everybody. We were support act for you know every uh, from everybody. You know, I've told you this before: Stevie Wonder and Kiss and Alice Cooper and Cheech and Chong and the Eagles and Emerson Lake and Palmer and. I tried
tried to make a list the other day, and I, I gave up. You know, I really, really did. We opened one time for the Mahavishnu Orchestra, okay, <laughs> in a college town, and I'm talking about the Doctor Hook where I look like Bigfoot with a guitar, yeah, okay? Yeah. That Doctor Hook, you know, potatoes in the beard, yeah. and we opened for Mahavishnu Orchestra. I mean, the original, you know, uh, the original with you know all the brilliant Billy Cobham on drums yeah, yeah. and Jan Hammer and and it was a college town and all these musical people showed up and and gotten this little in the round thing waiting to be blown away by this you know stuff that was going to happen and instead they had a deal with like 35 minutes of us yeah and i remember i remember my opening line because i always used to try to break the ice if not for everybody at least for us i said I know coming out here tonight expecting to see Mahavishnu Orchestra is probably like finding a pubic hair at a bake-off, but just eat around us for a few minutes. (laughs) (laughs) And it worked. It made the point to some of the people, and the rest of the people just thought, okay, well, well, let's just sit here for 35 minutes because now we're not really sure what's going to happen, you know? But it was good training grounds, but I don't miss, and we did that stuff together. We did that stuff together, and we were like a pack of chimpanzees, you know, and, and we'd sit up in a tree going, what just happened? <laughs> you know, it was like when you hear, we weren't insulated, and we weren't famous, and we weren't in armored cars, but it's a little like the tone that you hear the Beatles say when they say, you know, we were in the middle of this thing. Yeah. And we were there together. Oh, it's a shared and I really experience, have yeah. That with these guys, it was really. It's why you know I won't, we won't go into it, but it's why it gets heartbreaking when it there's animosity that gets. But that's life, man. That's it, you know. Because the cool thing about Hook that was there was no two of us that were like each other. Yeah. Ray and I were the front guys. When we had some time off, he'd go to Alabama and sit on the riverbank and go fishing, and I'd go to New York and look for bookstores and find sushi bars. We were not the same people, yeah. and it made Dr. Hook what it was, but we also didn't have Christmas dinner together because we didn't eat the same. You know what I mean? Yeah. We weren't, so you kind of keep the diversity for, for where you need it. Dennis, stay there because I've, I've missed two breaks already. We'll have a quick break, then we'll come back. Is that all right? That was Jay's fault, man. Don't be laying this on me. <laughs> oh, man, I love it. I mean, Lee, this is the Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio. Whispering lunar incantations for cross-parents, um, cross-dressers. Yeah. Did you know this about me? And cross-rail workers. Steel and polycarbonate. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. I've, I've got a very poor internet connection. On Talk Radio. Uh, you can call in 03444991000. No lock-in tonight because I'm up early with the kids, so <laughs> there'll be no lock-in tonight. But we've got Dennis LeCorrier on the line who's who's uh, doing a tour and we'll we'll name some of the dates, but we'll tell you where you can find the rest. Dennis, where do you... St- do, are you particularly familiar with um, Loudon Wainwright III? Yeah, I, I, I have a, a lot of his stuff, yeah. I think he's really cool. Because I know writer. very... Here's he's the thing. Writer. I don't really know his songs, but I just um, read his uh, autobiography. Oh. Yeah, not a good book. It's one of those books where it's not really linear. It doesn't, it doesn't go right. It's chapter one, I was a baby. Chapter two, I went... It's not that. It just... Right, 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 it right. kind of flits all over the place. And um, and he puts in um, lyrics from his songs. There's loads of lyrics from his songs, and he, he seems like a very clever wordsmith. Um, and... Uh, 
he, d- he doesn't he doesn't hold back you know he talks about being an absolute um terrible husband several times you know right. um about cheating on his missus and about being finding it awkward being a dad and um i, d- I don't know i just read it I, I i i i thought you might enjoy it it's a really interesting um because i i love i love an autobiography i, I love biographies and autobiographies about singers and musicians and bands um yeah. but, but every now and then you get one that you that is just doesn't fit into the usual mold it's a good right. read it's right. a good yeah, read no he's a he's a you know a clever guy and you know his you know, whole musical thing from his children yeah martha and rufus and the mcgarrigals i mean it's obviously you know it was it was all there, but you know the thing that I, I the first place I heard of Loudon Wainwright when he was very early. I think he was even on the same label as as uh, Hook was. Yeah. CBS was when we used to ride down the road in the rental car and you know go through America and turn radio dials and try to find our song, which at that point was Sylvia's mother. Yeah. And and you know I got really good at like. <laughs> That was it. That was it. You know, and I really did. I swear to God, it was like uncanny. You know what I mean? And uh, and and the reason I bring that up now is because another song that was always on the radio at that time was Loudon's "Dead Skunk" Dead in the Skunk, middle yeah. of the road. It was, was a huge yeah. hit. Yeah. And you know, I got to be able to go. Yep, that was that was Dead Skunk. You know, I mean, but it was uh, so. Yeah. No, I like. I like his stuff. That would be interesting to. Uh... It's a good read. Uh, do you know what? We're gonna, hopefully, he's going to come on the show. Uh, once he's been on the show, I'll, s- I'll send you. You can have a read okay. of it. Can that... I ask you something about about because you read the book? Kushkan. Does he mention anything in there about how he might have felt like the fact that they r- immediately jumped on him and started calling him the new Bob Dylan yeah. might have damaged him a little he bit? He talks about that a lot. Yeah, he does actually. Um, and... He really, really did. I mean, yeah. I was in New York, and and you know. And it really, really was. And I've heard little bits of regret from him going, Jesus, I was another, I think he might even have a song yeah. about how I'm just, I'm just, an, I'm the, the next, next Bob Dylan or something. He does, he talks about it and he talks about finding it, because he was a kid, you know, like in his 20s or something. And he says he found it exhilarating and thrilling. Um, and then when his first album didn't really sell that well, but got loads of critical acclaim, he kind of had to rethink it. The second album didn't sell that well, but got loads of critical acclaim. And then he went, actually, I'm, I'm I'm not Bob Dylan. I'm, I'm Loudon Wainwright the third. He talks. He's, he's really funny as well because um, Dead Skunk is the hit. You know, the, yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. The, the chart hit, and. Um, and you can't really tell anything about the guy no. from that. That could have been, yeah. you know, any record on Doctor Demento. You know, and he writes. Um, there's 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 a chapter about Dead Skunk, right? And it is. It's it's just over two pages long, and basically he says he he he's grateful for the audience that he bought, bought him, but he's embarrassed. He, sometimes he hates it, and sometimes he doesn't do it, but sometimes he knows he has to do it, and it's just really interesting. And I wondered if you felt the same about Sylvia's mother. That one song. No, 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 not that. I, I tell you what, I I've come to love those story songs. I never hated any of them. Okay, I shied away from them for the thing we said twenty minutes, thirty minutes ago. Yeah. Is I was more, I was more worried about just giving in, giving in to that and going, why, why do I have to think? And, you know, I want, there's a really good songwriter and we had a couple of hits, not Shell, but, the, you know, we had a couple of things that we recorded of his in Nashville and he's a very, very successful guy. And, uh, when the band broke up, I said to him, you know, and I was really out to sea. I didn't know what I was going to do. I kind of called the farewell tour and that was it. And I didn't do that because I knew what was coming next. I just knew what needed to not happen anymore yeah. in my 
life. So, and make a little room for that, you know, even if I had to free fall for a second. And I just, you know, I just kind of flowed with that uh, and, and, and for a little while. And then when I started thinking about recording, I called this guy and I said, hey man, you know what? I'm thinking about recording again. Why don't we write some songs? And he said to me, why should we write? I have a million songs you could record. Mm. And I thought, what am I, a mannequin? <laughs> Gino Versace. I mean, you know, I mean, what? Really, I'm sorry, but that's just a a strange. And maybe it was supposed to be flattering, but I was going, "Why don't we create something?" And him saying, "Why?" I've I've got, I've got plenty in this drawer over here. I'm sure I can find a pair of pants that fit you. Yeah, no, it was very, very strange. It was very strange, and so that's kind of what I didn't want to do. I, I. I felt that it was probably more valuable to me to go out and fail at a couple of things, okay? Oh, I like that. No, really, I swear to you. And to tell you the truth, there's nothing I did that set the world on fire, but a couple of them set my world on fire when I did that play at Lincoln Center for for Shell. And he loved it, and Paul Simon loved it, and the critics. It was just brilliant, because I'd never done it before, and I grabbed it. And it was great. It didn't really even make me want to do it again. Mm. It didn't make me go, well, now I'm an actor. Uh, you know, I, but what I did feel is if it ever came again, along again organically, I wouldn't feel quite as awkward approaching it. It's really interesting what you say about failure. It's, it's kind of become one of my little lines over the last couple of years. Never be afraid to fail. Because yeah, if, yeah. if, do- if you keep doing good stuff, you don't learn anything. No, it's no, when, it's oh, when, man, you co- when you cock man, it up and when you balls it up, that's when you learn. You know, there's a, there's a great uh, a great uh, line in in like maybe the first episode of Game of Thrones, but it's very early in the first book. And I tried to read the first book, but I I was uh, and I'm on the road and I'm afraid of dragons out on the M5, you know. So <laughs> so, but I'm reading the thing, and there's this great line, and this kid, and he's saying to his father, you know, but father, I'm afraid. And the father says, it's okay to be afraid. You have to be brave. Yeah. And the kid says, but can you be afraid and brave at the same time? And the father says, it's the only time you can be brave. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it makes perfect sense, you know, because it's not, it's really not the successes that do. And I know this all sounds so cloyingly philosophical and, oh, yeah, I think I saw that in a greeting card once. But it's really not that that makes you... Who you are. No, exactly. And, and another thing you don't know is if you get to a point, and here, I'm, here I am going to try to sound like Yoda, but go. if you get to a point in your life and you look back on it, you can assess. You can assess, you know. I got this little poem I wrote recently that says, Fortunes come and fortunes go, fleeting like a breeze. All I'll ever need to know is final tally, please. (laughs) Because it's going to change so many times, man, that it's a good thing to just run with it, run with it, and if you think you're going out, go, how'd I do? (laughs) Do you you worry about getting old? I'm I'm really starting to, I'm I'm worrying a bit about getting old. I went went and saw some kids today who are uh, putting on the kids they're in their 20s but they're doing a production of hair and i flip in love hair the musical i think it's a right. masterpiece and i came out feeling old man yeah. i came out and felt old and I, i'm i'm it, it scares me well i'm doing see i got a weird thing going on with that no i absolutely hate it okay your options dry up you know what i mean if they even like what you did they're looking 
looking for a younger version of you. I mean, so what? I, you know, that's why I'm kind of doing the hook thing. I'm I'm staying within my domain. I'm not going out and competing with Royal Blood or uh, you know because it's ridiculous. People like what they like, yeah. and and so I'm doing what I do. But I, I I don't like it. I don't like it. I have to say, I have to say that I feel pretty good. I yeah. mean, I don't feel much different than I did when I was in my late 40s, early 50s. You know, there's a couple of little things, and you say, I wish I could tune that up, but probably not. And, you know, but mostly I feel okay. Now, the thing about that is, and people go, oh, you know, you can get hit with a taxi cab when you're 12. It doesn't matter, you know. We're all going (laughs) to die sometimes. But, you know, after a certain age, the inevitability factor sets in, and there's nothing you're going to do or take or say or pray to that's going to help you get out of it. So for me, you know, and I've said this a million times too, because I can't think of a better way to say it, but if you want to know how old you really are, be doing it 68, what you were doing at 28. Mm. And you'll know at least where you've had to adjust, you know, because that's all you can do. Mm. And I still do it pretty much on stage the way I always do. Did it? I mean, I'm physical. I it's up there. I'm up there a long time. I sing. When I'm done singing, I'm talking. It's it's a lot of physicality to it, and I like that. I really do like that because it's never going to be. Now it's wheel him out there. He'll sing twenty songs you like. Well, he'll kind of try to sing twenty songs that you like, and then we'll all light a candle and we'll wheel him off. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So it's got to be. It's got to be, you know, somebody called the band, they said, oh, I went to see the band, it's really cool, it's like new age vintage, and I really like that, because it is an old catalog, peppered with a few things from my solo uh, albums, a few, like three, you know, uh, like Shine Sun, and people love that, so there's no complaint with that, you know, but uh, it's, you know, I I don't know, man, it really is what it is. I saw a brilliant, I saw a brilliant quote from Paul McCartney, which I will paraphrase slightly, then I'll bring Dom in, because Dom's called in, Okay. Um, and and Paul McCartney, um, he said, look, I get it, when I do a concert, um, the minute I start playing a song from the new album, there's the, the arena goes dark and I can hear people go into the bar. But as soon as I play the first chords of Hey Jude, every, the, the place lights up with people holding their phones. He said, I get it. I get the kind of deal I've got to play with them. That I've got to do a couple of hits, new one, three hits, new one. Hey, you know, and I thought that was yeah. really, I thought that was really interesting self-awareness from Macca. Yeah, and you want to know something? Very early when he was out of the Beatles and he started Wings, for the first couple of years on the road, he wouldn't play any Wouldn't Beatles touch a Beatles song, no. And, you know, Paul Simon wouldn't play any Simon and Garfunkel. Yeah. This is an artist saying, I don't want to die right here. Yeah. <laughs> you know, in my own footprints. That's all that... I, I wrote a thing, I tweeted something the other day that I was thinking, and I just said, just keep in mind that every time an artist puts out an out music that you absolutely hate, it came from the same spirit of adventure and willingness to fail yeah. as the stuff that you love. Yeah. Because if you know, if you only did the first thing and then you did it again, if you only did that first thing, that's all you're ever going to get. You know, I mean, when we put out Sylvia's Mother, it was lovely. I still, the band plays it, and it's so great, and the harmonies come in, I almost forget to sing, you know? Yeah. It's really great. But, you know, Sylvia's Mother, then people started pitching us. I got a song about my uncle. I got a song, you know, it was the whole family. Everybody at the Thanksgiving table now gets a song, you know? Uh, let's, uh, Dennis, say hello to Dom. Okay, hi, Dom. 
Hey, Dennis, you all right, mate? Yeah, I am. You know, and if you've called to talk to Ian, I'm fine, man. You know what I mean? I can bite my nails. I think he's right called now. to talk to you. Oh, I mean, cool, you don't. Cool. Well, that's, you, that mate. doesn't hurt my feelings. Hi, Dom. <laughs> what can I help you with? Hey, I, uh, I, I do read quotes on Twitter, and uh, I always follow your tweets on that. They're really good. Oh, cool. Thanks. I'll, good, great. I wanted to ask you about uh, Last Man Standing with Jerry Lee Lewis. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. I've never, yeah. I've never even heard of that album, and I was looking, I'm looking on Wikipedia, and I saw it, and I thought, how the hell has this escaped me? Yeah, I know, I know, man. I, you know, well, I found out because of the song you're probably talking about, but, uh, yeah, Jerry Lee Lewis on Last Man Standing cut a bunch of things, and he and Willie Nelson recorded a version of Couple More Years. Oh, and, you know, they? it's great, because these two seasoned guys are singing Couple More Years, and, you know, I always say when I wrote that with Shell, I was a kid, I didn't even really fully understand what the hell it meant to have a couple more years on everybody. It's like, who, who was I talking about? But what a great thing, man. A great track, great vocals, and what a thrill for me to be on a Jerry Lee Lewis album, you know? How do you find out? But Do you get a phone call saying, hey, there's a chance that Jerry Lee wants to record you, or do you just, you well, know, someone it, mentions it once it's been done? If, usually, if they're going to use the song, they have to call in for what's called label copy. Right. And that means they check the writer, check the publisher, check all the, cross all the I's and stuff, and then it, usually that filters to me. Yeah. So I knew it was going to be on there, but, you know, yeah, and what what a thrill! And you know, that that song's had a lot of mileage. A couple more years, man. I mean, Shell's lyrics and a lot of people have really uh, it's resonated with a lot of artists. I mean, you know, Lou Rawls cut that thing, and you know, uh, Waylon Jennings cut that thing, and Willie cut it on his didn't, own. Didn't and, you Dylan know, do one of your songs? Dylan recorded a, a version, not on record, but in the film Hearts on Fire of that same. Oh, was it that song? Yes. Oh, man. You know, and people go, yeah, so what do you think? And I think, well, you know, it's always flattering when any artist, never mind Bob Dylan, decides to, you know, warble a couple of things that you think yeah. or a couple of notes that you wrote. But, you know, he has plenty of his own songs. I was wondering if he mind if I went around telling people that I wrote Blown in the Wind just <laughs> as some kind of cultural <laughs> trade-off. But I've decided not to. But, you yeah, know, that song's had a lot of mileage, and i got to be very humble here and say it's mostly because of Shel Silver. Songwriting lineage. Dom, thank you very much for that. Hey, thanks, Dom. Thank, thank you, you Dom. for bringing that up, man. I'm going to try to find that in my wreck of a flat here and listen to it. Listen to it, man. I, we, I tell you what, we'll, we'll, we'll end on it. We're going to end in a couple of minutes. We'll end on it, uh, uh, Dennis. Because I've just you found, have I've, it. I've just found it. It's on YouTube. I've just found it on YouTube. Everything's so. on YouTube. Everything. You know, I bet you, you just telling me it's on YouTube is on YouTube. Uh, you yeah, know? That will be. <laughs> um, let's do. Let's do a little bit of business. Yeah. Because it's, it's, it's a business. Uh, the, the Doctor Hook is touring starts uh, um, September the 27th. When's that? That's next week. Yes, that's it's first first show in Cardiff. It's sold, sold out. out. What a lovely way. You know which show I'd like to push, if yeah. you don't mind? Yeah, yeah. Just because it's what it is, is we're doing the Palladium in London uh, on November 8th. 8th, 8th and then, of November, you know, yep. You gotta do well at the Palladium. Did you ever hear Lenny Bruce's, uh, bit about the Palladium? No, no, I'm not that familiar with Lenny Bruce's oh, Lenny stuff. Lenny Bruce, man, you know, I, I, here I am, I'm not gonna do Lenny Bruce, but it's a bit about this guy, and he said, you know, New York comedian, nobody knows him, and he says to his agent, look, you know, I gotta get me at the Palladium. So they slip him in one night, somehow, and he's on the bill, and he's the guy with the bow tie, and just before he's gonna go on, Vera Lynn goes out and does a very, very poignant, sad tribute to the boys lost 
in Dunkirk. <laughs> and then and then this comedian has to go out and follow him, and it's where, follow that. And it's where the line that I've heard so many people use in the business. He goes out and he looks at the audience and says, "So is this an audience or an oil painting?" <laughs> <laughs> but it's really cool. Lenny Bruce was, you know, probably sounds a little dated now. But Here's the, the thing, thing he I I for. tried to listen to Lenny Bruce because there's loads of albums, but I think I picked a dud album. I picked one of those ones where he's banging on about the FBI all the time no, no, and no, wasn't no. actually you know telling jokes. Get? You know what you gotta get? Go on. You gotta get Lenny Bruce live at Carnegie Hall, okay? Yeah. He's in the middle of his troubles, in the middle of all his troubles, and, and he wasn't yet so in the middle of his troubles, because there was a point near the end of his career when he would go on stage and bring, and read transcripts from his court cases. Yeah. And it was boring and sad, and, but I mean, uh, he, he wasn't, he had gotten arrested a few times, a few places were starting to blackball him, not getting great reputation across America, and he had a night at Carnegie Hall booked, and, and it, there was a blizzard that night. And he went to that show thinking he was doomed and why is he even doing this? And he took the subway and he came up the subway stairs and there was a line around the block. And you can hear that in his voice. And he's great. And that, you should get that album. I'm going to get it. At Carnegie Hall. It's a double, I don't know how it is on CD, but I used to have the LP and now I have the CD. It's a double album, man. And he's, if you don't, connect to that album, then, you He's know, then Lenny Bruce went past you, because a lot of stuff goes past me, you know, right. and, and that I think, really? Dennis, you know. we got, we got, we got to finish. We, we're done. We're done. The London Palladium is on yeah. the 8th of November, but everywhere. At Oxford, Leicester, Bournemouth, oh, Reading, Birmingham, it goes on into December, oh, Southampton. Ireland, everywhere, seriously. Yeah. And, you know, this is an extension of, of the last year's tour, yeah. when we did about 34 shows, and then the promoter again said, how'd you like to do a couple more next year? And so we said <laughs> yes, and now we're doing 43 more, and I'm pretty sure that they're running ahead and building a few mock towns for us to play in. I've tweeted I the link. believe that there's that many residences in the world. DennisLeCourier.com, I've tweeted the link, and I'll tweet it again tomorrow. Dennis, always a pleasure, man. Here's Jerry, uh, Jerry Lee and uh, Willie Nelson oh, cool. singing your Thank song. You, Thank you, Kath. Take Thank care, man. You, Love you lots. See you later. You too, pal. Thank bye you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Uh, just the nicest man. It says, let's, let's end this thing to this. I wrote this. That's
Let's do that a couple times a week.